Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. They just want it out. We'll explain that in just a minute. And for those just waking up, for those just coming home right now, it's that time. Let's hear the music, Chris. Let's hear a little music, some noise. Where are the sirens? Let's go. Yeah, here we go. It's Fox Sports Sunday. It's now it's my pleasure to introduce my partner and friend, the one and only, the world traveler, Mr. Brian. No, hello, B. How are you? Do it. Good, Andy yeah. Furman. How are things with you, bud? Everything fine? Everything is wonderful. It's really, really good. I mean, I love this time of the year. The weather's great. The sun is out. The days are longer. Basically, it's 24 hours, of course, but the sun is out longer. So I just love doing that. I love outdoors. So I know you're doing well. Where are you now? Because I know you're the world traveler. This morning, I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, and it is, uh, it's an oven over here. I love it, though. I love was it triple, triple digits there yesterday? I'm sure uh, it was. Yeah, Andy. It's a, like, is it 110 or not? You know, 100 oh. is child's play. It might be 100 right now or thereabout. Yeah. I, I would think not many people are out. Everybody just stays in, in air conditioning. They don't go out and walk around much there. Yeah, these are the, uh, the crazy months right now, for sure. Wow. Now, I is like it, it true? Though, man. I'm cool yeah. with the heat. Is it true that you could take an egg and put it on the sidewalk and it would fry? Uh, probably. I know you could definitely do that on your car hood. <laughs> that would wow, fry for right. sure. There you go. Wow, that's, that's wonderful. It really is. So how long are you uh, staying in Arizona? Uh, just till today. I've been here yeah. for the week. Good for you. All right. Yeah. The world travel. I love it. The Renaissance man. Hey, you know, I, I just want to mention one thing. In, in passing, if I may. You know, you talk about the, the, the St. Have you been watching the golf, the St. Andrews? I mean, yeah, a little bit. I just, yeah. yeah, a little bit. My, my, but I watch a little bit and I turn back just to see what's going on. And and the Tiger missing the cut, you would think, you, you, you would think it's like the end of the world. The world is mourning. And I, I don't understand. I understand the player. I understand how great he was for the game of golf. But there have been many an athlete prior to Tiger Woods in many sports that have gone and come and gone and just left, and, and no one man is bigger than any sport. I, I, I throw you back to Michael Jordan. The NBA is alive and well. He's not playing anymore. No one's mourning. And I'll go back even way back when Willie Mays trying to make a comeback with the New York Mets. It was pitiful. It, it was really it was, He couldn't even walk to the batter's box, and no one was mourning. People were saying, you know, Willie, really, could you just move away? Go. It, 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 you're not looking good. We don't remember you like this. So I don't understand why all of a sudden mm. now the world is mourning for Tiger. You're, you're off on that. You're off to a bad start, Andy. For oh, come on. Please, give me a here. break. No, give me I'll, a break. I'll tell you why you're off to a bad start. Because this is Tiger Woods, man. This might be the last time he's played in the Open Championship or the British I get Open. It. If you I get it. Yes. He won it. And? 
multiple times, right? Won three times as the number one overall player. And right. uh, that hasn't been done since, I think, the 80s, since the number one player has won the British Open. Tiger Woods did it three times. And so, look, man, he's either the GOAT or one of the best golfers of all time. I get and it. that might be the last competitive round he plays in the British Open. So, of course, he's going to get a loud ovation. Of course, it's going to be a talking point. Mm. How many more competitive rounds are we going to see from Tiger Woods? Like, I don't know why you would roll your eyes at no, that. Think I, about, I am because the end, is going, the end is near for everyone. And it didn't happen to Tom Brady. What if it didn't Tom happen to Tom Brady. Okay, what if this is Tom Brady's last season? Of course, it's going to be a big to-do everywhere he goes. Think about Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant... In his final season, he wasn't the same version of himself, far from it. But it was the retirement tour for Kobe. And uh, his last game, when he was went ballistic in the fourth quarter against the Utah Jazz and had the speech and Mamba out, and it was this whole thing. That's the way it goes for great athletes, man. Wait, I don't know why you would push you, back on you, that. You're stra- I'm not pushing back. There's a difference between a retirement tour when we respect what you have done, what you have given to us as a fan, and honestly, that we enjoyed your performance. There's a difference there when an athlete says, yeah, I'm going to pack it up after this year, and many times you see an athlete go to a various arena or stadium, and they'll give him a rocking chair as a joke or a set of golf clubs, wherever it may be, and, and we, we kind of applaud him and say, yes, we remember you, thank you, go off into the sunset. This is a different deal. This is almost like a funeral. It really was. That's the way no, I looked at it. Maybe no. I'm wrong. I just I, I, I get the, the retirement tour, and I've seen many of them, and I enjoy them. You know, I, I appreciate what this athlete has given so, us this throughout is, his career. Like, this is golf's version of that. Think about Albert Pujols right now with the Cardinals. He's a shell of his former self, oh, oh, and yet they'll, yeah. they'll give him – he was just in, uh, what was it, Philadelphia. Ryan Howard, uh, formerly – he's from St. Louis, right? He's a St. Louis native, and he gave Pujols yeah. a huge hug before the game. They presented him with a couple of gifts. and Like, this is golf's version of that. All right, you talk me into it. I'm not going to argue. You, you're right. I just, I just thought that maybe it was a little overboard for Tiger. Maybe I'm wrong. I no. may, uh, maybe I'm wrong. I just He's got 15 you know, majors, man. It's Tiger Woods. He fought I, back okay. from an injury from a car accident that could have killed him. It's we amazing. Didn't think He's we'd playing. see any more competitive right. golf. It is amazing he's even playing right. God bless Tiger. And it's sad that he didn't make the cup, but we move on. All right. I, I want to throw some numbers out there, which I think that we just throw out in general and don't realize that we're talking about people here. You know, Think about these numbers, real people. The Texas, Houston Texans reached a settlement with 30 women who have made claims or who were maybe prepared to make them against the team for sexual misconduct against Deshaun Watson. You know, we just throw out these numbers. These are 30 people. Think about maybe your, I hope it never happened, your sister, your relative, your wife, your cousin. These are people. And all of a sudden now the Houston Texans are saying, you know, we're going to make the settlements. First question I have for you, why would they do that? Well, I think they did it because they just want to push Deshaun Watson away and move on. Just move on from this whole situation, which I think... Deshaun should have done himself several months ago, but that's just my take. Well, that's really my take also is Deshaun Watson should have done exactly what the Houston Texans just did, which is settle and move on with life. Right? Like, right. So, yeah, the, the Texans, and you can put out whatever statement you want. The Texans, their statement is pretty ridiculous, like <laughs> most of it. I understand they're like, this isn't necessarily an admission of guilt, they can say whatever they want. 
They said, but instead a clear stand against any form of sexual assault and misconduct. Really? I I don't know how that is a clear stand when you're whatever, right? But they said this is closure, hopefully, for the parties involved, their fans, and the Houston community at large. The Houston Texans just want to move on. And I can fully understand that. And think about this. Think if Deshaun Watson had done what the Texans just did, which is settle. What if Deshaun had done that a long time ago? It's possible, Andy, that he might have had... He's settled with 20 of 24 cases anyway. Like He's just been dragging this out on and on and on to ultimately settle anyway. So if he had settled a long time ago, it's possible that it was going into last season that we would have been waiting for whatever punishment was to come. He would have been on the bench last year. He would have been suspended last year. Yeah, really. and depending on what the punishment would have been, who knows? Maybe it was eight games then at the time, ten games. I don't know exactly what it would have been. But it's possible that Deshaun Watson would have been traded last season, and he might have played half the season for somebody else if he had settled a long time ago. Yeah. Now, now let's go back to the statement you mentioned from from the Texans, uh, their ownership, I guess. It says, our organization did not have any knowledge of Deshaun Watson's alleged misconduct. Perhaps I say bull on that. But then they come back and said, this is not an admission of any wrongdoing. Are you freaking kidding me? Really? So you tried to say that you want to make it a, a statement for all sexual harassment, not just to Sean Watson. You're just showing how good you are as an organization. You have a, a heartfelt feeling towards people who have sexual problems with with people who are attacking women. That's what you're telling me now. It has nothing to do with Deshaun Watson. They certainly tried in their very best to distance themselves from him, but come on, we see right through you. We see right through you, Texas. It's it's phony. It's fake. No admission of wrongdoing, but stand against any form of sexual assault. Come on, really? I don't understand your point. I mean, I don't understand what the Texans are saying by settling this. I don't see how this is a clear stand against any form of sexual assault or misconduct. What this is, is the Texans moving on with life. That's all it is. It's settling. Let's make this story go away and let's move on with our business. That's what they're doing. They're just moving on. Yeah, but they're also saying in that statement that instead we're making a clear stand against any form of sexual assault. They're trying to say that they're better than anybody else. We're we're a great organization. We We don't stand for this sort of behavior. Really? Come on. The guy was on your team. You're, you're doing this statement for the sole purpose of moving away from him. That's why you made the freaking statement. Yeah, I mean, I, I listen, I don't know what they're saying. You've got your version of it. I, I don't know what they're saying. I don't what know they're what they're saying. saying either. What I do it's, know is they're moving on with life. That's what right. I do know. No criminal charges, obviously, against Deshaun Watson. However, I, I think the National Football League right now has to, before – the training camps open up in about 10 days from now. they got to make a decision. First of all, let's talk about the Cleveland Browns for a second. They're up in the air. Who's going to be their quarterback? Really? I mean, you, you got to help these guys out to some extent, and you got to make a decision. Take a stand, suspend the guy either season, eight games, six games, whatever it's going to be, but get it done. Yeah, well, we're not that far away. It should be, I would assume, sometime this month. A lot of people thought it would be before training camp. Some of the insiders, Adam Schefter says, Sue L. Robinson, who is uh, making the the determination here, she's the disciplinary officer, she's mm-hmm. on her own time. But I know this, Andy, 
She's got to make up her mind at some point, and uh, we're thinking it's going to be in July sometime. So it could be this coming week. It could be within two weeks. We don't really know, but we're going to hear something sometime soon. And look, I mean, she doesn't owe it to the Cleveland Browns to hurry this thing up and, well, they, right. they got to sort out their quarterback. She's not worried about that at all. She's just trying to gather all the information and make the correct ruling which is not easy to do. So she's worried about that. She's not worried about the Browns quarterback room and how the the ripple effect goes um, based on her determination. That's not where her focus should be at all. Okay, now correct me if I'm mistaken, and I I understand that Deshaun Watson and his uh, legal team, they have basically, uh, I guess, made some uh, claims and settlements with some of these women. Is that correct? Am I I on top of that? Yeah, 20 of 24. So here's my question to you. If in fact you're pleading innocent, why are you uh, why are you uh, doing this? Why are you selling a claim? I mean, anybody in, in would know that if you're innocent in any walk of life, uh, even a, a parking ticket or a speeding ticket, if you claim your innocence, you're not going to settle or pay the, the fine. You're going to go to court. So why is he settling like that? That's what I don't understand. Well, I, I get your point. And if he was 100% innocent, then I can understand how you would fight this however long it takes. I get that. Now, the other side of it is, I don't, I, my guess is that he's not 100% innocent. Okay. Oh, That's the first there, thing. Yeah. I, I have a hard time believing there's all this smoke and just zero fire whatsoever. I have a hard time believing that. Um, but the other part of this, Andy, is let's just say that he is innocent. Look, look how this thing has gone. Look how long it's been. Look how long it, it's going it's to going. be. With the four yeah. pending lawsuits, those aren't set to go to trial until next spring, right? So yeah. this would be, if that is the case, it'd be hanging over his head throughout the entire football season going into next year. So uh, listen, you might get to a point where you're like, hey, look, even if the suits go in my favor, right? Even if the rulings go in my favor, um, do you think people are going to be like, well, I guess he was innocent the whole time? There are going to be a lot of, most people, more than not, that would say, yeah, okay, whatever. I mean, he still, he still did it, right? They're still going to believe what they're going to believe. So even if you win the suits, you still lose in a way. So right. you could think of it that way. Even if he was innocent, which I don't believe, but let's just play this game. Even if he was innocent, there is an argument to be made of just settle and move on with life. Because even if you win, you're still going to lose in the eyes of a lot of people who still think you did it anyway. Right, and you mentioned to move on with life. This is going to last with him. This is going to stick on his back forever. I mean, he's not going to get rid of this. And it's not going to be a situation like when Ben Roethlisberger had that situation uh, on the college campuses and, of course, when he was at the Steelers. No one talks about that anymore. It's gone. You know, they, they, they get it quickly, easily, fast, gone. It's over with. No one talk, No one brings that up whatsoever, and it's, it's, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. There's no doubt about that. But with this thing with Deshaun Watson, he, he he's not going to get rid of it. This will be... Part of his legacy, it really will be. It'd be very difficult to get rid of it if he can at all, and I don't think he will. Yeah, well, the interesting thing is, you know, uh, he's said this before um, publicly, which is, I've never disrespected any women. I've never, I don't believe that to be true. But the crazy twist, Andy, is, I believe that he believes that to be true. I mean, that's my hunch. I I really do believe he's thinking, I I didn't do anything. And it's like, even the allegations that we've read and, you know, like you, you can't, you can't have a non-consensual ending of the happy variety. You know, like you you can't do that. But I still think he believes he hasn't done anything wrong. That's just my hunch. That's my gut feeling. 
Yeah, I, I think he thinks he's innocent. And, and look, they've even wheeled these women onto HBO. I mean, these, these it's all over the place. I mean, come on. Everything is pointing in, against you in this situation. Uh, you, you believe you're innocent? That's fine. It's not going to happen. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens when the NFL comes down with their ruling and he has a statement. He says, well, I, I didn't do anything. I don't deserve this. I mean, but it's going to happen. I, I believe at least eight games, don't you think? At least. Maybe the yeah. season. Yeah, that's what I think. I'm thinking it's somewhere. I think it's either eight, ten, or the full season. That's what I think the ruling is going to be, and we'll find out. I think we'll yeah. find out in the next week or two what it's going to be. I, I can't wait because I'm I'm tired of it. Really, and it it disgusts me to even talk about it. It really does. I mean, I don't know how you feel about this. I just think it's it's really bad. It's, it's, it's a bad. tricky look, man. Yeah. It's been tricky from the beginning because look, it's a sports show, so we're going to be focusing on the sports side of it. But for the victims, like. Look, it's a whole thing. It's not as easy as, well, here's the settlement, you got some cash, and on with life. It's not as easy, depending on what happened and what that triggers, and you got trust issues, and you got insecurities, and all this going forward. It's a lot going forward for some of these women, so I hate to talk about it so cavalier like that. I don't want it to come across like that, and that's the risk you run when you have a topic like this. That's just how it goes sometimes. Well said. He's Brian No. Get him on Twitter at The No Show, N-O-E Show, at Andy Furman, FSR. We'll read him. We'll retweet him. Or, better yet, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We're lucky we got Kevin Figures with us today doing the sports updates. K-Figs with us. And also we have Bronx Talk Radio in this hour, Bottom Barrel Betting Hour 2. Brian, no one knows picks in hour number three, but is it a split or not? That's next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Where are the comments from the bully? We'll get to that in just about a minute. Here's Brian. No, I'm Andy Furman. He's no bully. He really is. And I tell you, uh, B... 
I want to talk about Russell Westbrook. Actually, he's one of my favorite players in the NBA. I enjoy the fact that he plays every game, and he plays 100% every single game. And I think he's getting a raw deal. First of all, he fired his agent, as we know, his longtime agent. He had this guy, Thad Fauché, uh, since he was a sophomore at UCLA when he left UCLA. So he's been with him forever, and this guy, Fauché, is saying, hey, yo, uh, you know, you're getting 47 mil with the Lakers. You ought to stay with the Lakers and work out the problems. I, I don't think so. My problem is this, and I say the bully. I think LeBron James is the bully. Great player, but he's a bully. He's the guy that basically when they had a Vegas game the other day and Russell saw him, he wouldn't even talk to the guy. I mean, they got some major problems, the Lakers. No playoffs, obviously. These guys don't talk to one another. LeBron wanted Russell. Now what's going on? What should Russell Westbrook do? I mean, four teams in four years now it'll be. Yeah, I don't think there's any – Perfect answer to that question. I can understand how Russ would see it one way and his agent would see the see it the other. His agent was talking about, hey, if he goes away from the Lakers, he's going to be on another team and it he might be bought out, right? They might reach a buyout and then he'll be on a different team. He might not even play for the team that he's traded to. So he's saying his best bet would be to stick with L.A., work it out, play in Darvin Ham's uh, system, you know, and, and embrace your starting role over there. That's what the agent is saying, and I mean, Russ has got to be saying the opposite, otherwise they'd still be together as player and agent, right? There wouldn't be irreconcilable differences. So it seems like Russ wants out, and think about this, Andy, from Russ's perspective, he might be thinking, if it's the opposite, he might think, you saw how it worked out last season, why would this season be dramatically different? He doesn't fit in that system where LeBron is a ball-dominant guy, Russell Westbrook is not an off-ball player that's going to make you pay if he's got some space from the perimeter to hit shots. Like That's just not his game. So he doesn't fit in there. So Russ might be thinking, okay, so I'm just going to stay here and not fit in with the other pieces. And how do you think that's going to play out? Is it going to be magically better this season? Of course not. I think the agent is thinking logically when he says stay there and try to work it out with Darvin Ham, the new coach, but that's not really what's going to happen. Logic doesn't play a part here because basically LeBron James has more power than Darvin Ham. And I think that in the bottom line is that LeBron James probably does not want Russell Westbrook back on the ball club. From what we've read and seen recently in Vegas during the summer league, these guys probably don't even talk to one another right now. And and I feel bad for Russell. I think he's an outstanding player, just put on the wrong team, and I think they they got him, and they didn't know either how to use him or he just didn't fit into that ball club. And again, remember, Anthony Davis was never playing anyway, and LeBron was not at full strength. So it was was just a, a mess of a team, and I think it's best that Russell goes on if someone, in fact, would take him. Well, of course, someone would take him, Andy. That's not the question. That's big money. It's, it's not like he can't find a roster spot in the NBA going forward. And he might be thinking, look, he, he doesn't fit in there. That's obvious. He does not fit in playing off ball and making defenses pay with his perimeter shooting. That's just that's not what he does. And that was a large part of his role last season. Like That's just not him. That isn't him. So he might be thinking if he gets traded elsewhere and is bought out, I mean, it's not going to go from $47 million this season to $1.95, right? He's still going to be bought out for a significant chunk of that cash. And then he could go wherever from that point on. And he might be in a better situation than he is in with the Lakers. So that might be his thinking. It would stand to reason that he might be thinking that if it's the opposite of what his former agent has been saying 
about stay there, man. Like, that's the best spot for you. He might be thinking the direct opposite. But the other part is, Andy, you're talking about Russ and LeBron not even talking to each other when they were at the same summer league game. LeBron was on his show, The Shop, and he was talking about he's winner bust, and it bothers him when some of his teammates are not winner bust. And without him naming names, you got to be wondering, like, who exactly are you talking about right there? Are you talking about Russell Westbrook? Russell Westbrook has absolutely been all about giving you his all right throughout, the throughout his he, NBA yeah. career. He's not go through the motions guy whatsoever. So I don't know who he's applying that to. I say AD, Anthony Davis. Maybe it's Anthony Davis, right? But without knowing who he's applying it to, I, I don't know. I could see how Russ might be like, yo, so – or are you talking about me? Or like that? That can make things even more. Well, he needs to look in the not. mirror because when they got eliminated from the playoffs, he just didn't play anymore. He had a bad right, ankle. If right, remember that. Right, so I mean, come on. Right. I mean, he's talking about everybody and everything except himself. He's talking about political situations, social awareness. I mean, enough. I mean, he went to Carmelo Anthony on the Lakers. Remember, it, it, it's amazing well, what he does. Come on. Well, look, man, he can weigh in on anything he wants to weigh in on. I would just say. I would hope he would make sense at some point when it comes to Well, he didn't make any stuff. sense with the Brittany Griner situation. It didn't make any sense at all, none. Um, but look, I just, this is what LeBron does. He's beat around the bush guy. He's passive aggressive. He's not going to name names. My thought is I think you either be direct or it's probably Don't better off anything. not to even approach it, right? If you say, I'm win or bust, I wish my teammates would be, and it ticks me off that some of them aren't, without you saying who those players are, a lot of them are going to wonder, are you are you talking about me? It just makes things awkward. It makes things so weird. Does. So yeah. it it doesn't even it doesn't make sense to even approach it if you're not going to go all the way through with it, right? Well, lately I've been seeing some of his tweets, and like if in, within 24 hours, he's taking back what he said. I'm talking about the Brittany Griner situation. You know, how, how could she feel good being an American? Things like that. Well, he said. I mean, well, on. it's important what he said. It was how yeah. how can she feel uh, like so, so, America has her back? Right. Right. Yeah. And he said, I would be feeling like, do I even want to go back to America? It's a silly statement, man. Like, when you have to clarify stuff, it, it, you kind of stepped in it to begin with. But look, if you picked up the phone and said, hey, Brittany Griner, would you like to go back to America? She's not going to be like, ah, no, I'm over it. Like, I'm, right. I'm, come on, man. It's just a stupid statement to begin with. No, it's not the only one, and I'm sure there'll be more. I mean, and I, I don't know why he does that. Is it for the attention or to, to take uh, people's minds off how bad the team he's played on this year? Well, no, I, don't know. I, just, uh, I think he said it in a, in a weird way. It just landed wrong. I, I think that he meant it a different way. I, I think that he's putting himself in that spot where he's thinking, hey, are, are they doing everything they can to get me out of here? When am I going to get out of here? Like, what? So your mind's spinning. It. I understand where he's coming from with that, but he took it too far when he's like, do I even want to go back to America? It's like, no. What's the other option? Stay there in Russia? Right. America all day. Yeah. USA. USA. <laughs> like, come on, man. This is an easy one. Amazing. All right. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. By the way, when it's in your blood, it's hard to let go. That's next. But first, our guy, K-Fig, with the latest. Sorry, we're a little late there, K-Fig. All good, Andy. All good. In golf, we have the final round of the Open Championship. It is underway with several participants at the bottom of the standings finishing their rounds. Patrick Reed, four under through 15. Justin Thomas is three under through nine. But they're a part of the group that has no chance at winning. Roy McIlroy and Victor Hovland are tied for the lead at 16-under. They will tee off just before 10 a.m. Eastern. They have a four-stroke lead over Cameron Young and Cameron Smith. 
who will also begin their rounds in a few hours as well. In the penultimate slate of baseball games before the break, multiple All-Stars showed out on Saturday. Trey Turner of the Dodgers, two home runs, leading them to a 7-1 victory over the Angels. All-Star Peter Alonzo driving in three runs for the Mets and the day-night doubleheader sweep over the Cubs. Aaron Judge and Mike Harpenter each with home runs for the Yankees, two home runs, that is, for the Yankees for both those men. They are all over the Red Sox, 14-1. Home run number 29 for Kyle Schwarber in a 10-0 Phillies win over Miami. Justin Verlander picking up his Major League Best 12th victory. He also lowered his ERA to 1.89 as Houston defeated Oakland. Wins for the Padres, Guardians, and the Mariners who beat the Texas Rangers to notch their 13th consecutive victory. Guys, back to you. K-Fig, thank you so much for joining us. By the way, if, if I may ask this question, I understand Aaron Judge, and correct me if I'm mistaken, he has now passed Roger Maris's 1961 record for most home runs in half season for the Yankees when he had that 61 home run season. Yes, by believe- the All-Star break. That is correct. Yeah. So that, that's, that's been the chase to, to keep the eye on on the second half of the season, if he can actually catch and uh, surpass Maris. His 61 home runs. We'll have to see. And let me bring B into this conversation for a second because I'm hearing like these national commentators saying, well, he's not going to top Maris. He's not going to hit more than 60 home runs because the Yankees are going to rest him. I don't think so. I think that he personally would want to play. He'd want to break the record. I think the Yankees are going to have him play as well to bring those fans into the stadium. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think they're going to. If he's banged up, he's banged up. But I don't oh, think yeah, that yeah. the Yankees are going to be like, eh, record schmeckered. You know, like yeah. <laughs> that would be great for business if he's approaching it and if he broke it. I think he's going to fall short. I think he's got some injury issues. I, I don't think he's going to be on the shelf for, you know, like the, a month and a half for the second right. half of the season. I don't think it's going to be a, a major thing. But I, I can see like minor nicks here and there, a game here and there. And he's been in this. Uh, He's been in a swoon lately, man. He has not been playing well. So, no, I don't think he's going to break the record. I I just think Shohei Otani is the clear AL MVP frontrunner right now. I don't care that the Angels' overall record is way worse than the Yankees. That doesn't mean that Aaron Judge is a more valuable individual player than Shohei Otani, who's an all-star as a pitcher and an all-star as a hitter. That's freaking insane, man. I know. That I agree with. But you know what? I think the fact that playing in the New York market, the Yankees, that may overrule what's logical. That may. And I think I'm with you on that. And, you know, we'll see what happens. But I think that. Well, and you mentioned the home run record. There are a lot of people that think if Aaron Judge broke that record from, uh, it's not a record anymore, but some people look at it as the record without being PED induced, right? (laughs) They'll look at 61 as the real mark. But, um, uh, yeah, if Aaron Judge hit north of Maris's total, there are a lot of people that say, "Give him the AL MVP, no questions asked." Of course, it's over. Yeah. It's his. Like, I disagree yeah. with that too. I mean, I, I really do because I don't know why that would automatically be like that's more valuable. Really, is it more valuable if you had either's production in 2022? Aaron Judge, let's say he breaks, let's say he has a, a higher total than Maris, right? Is that more valuable than what Shohei Otani is doing right now? 
Forget about you know, the Angels' record for a second. Look at what the fact, Shohei Otani is doing. The fact that Shohei Otani is doing is, is unreal. We'll never see that again. Guy could play, and he pitches, and he hits. It, what he does is amazing. However, you know we are so caught up in a society right now of records and what a guy could do with accomplishments. And certainly, you know, I think the logical person may say who is voting may say this. Well, you know, he, he led his team to a hundred plus wins. The Yankees have probably went over a hundred games this year. However, I go back. Back to way back, and this is a history lesson, and I think it was 1959 and 1960, Ernie Banks won back-to-back MVPs on a last-place team. Now, someone will come back and say, well, you know, they would finish last without Ernie Banks or with Ernie Banks. That's not the point. It's the point that what you have done on your team individually, you're the most valuable player, period. It's the, it's, it's the most valuable player in the league, exactly. right? It's not on right. your team, and um, baseball is the most individualized team sport we have. Uh, Mike Trout is a three-time AL MVP, and twice the Angels had sub-500 records. One of those seasons, right. they're 72-90, and 90, and he only won AL MVP. So you don't have to be on a great team. This isn't the Heisman Trophy, you know, right. where it's the best player on the best team. It's the most valuable player in the league. So I always think about this, Andy. If we're looking at an expansion team, and you can use the exact same stats that Aaron Judge put up this season or Shohei Otani put up this season, which would be more valuable for your expansion team? It's Shohei Otani all freaking day. It's not even close. It's like getting two players when you get Shohei yeah. Otani. Yeah. Absolutely it is. Right. But your first baseman in St. Louis may be making a run for the National League MVP. Yeah. 70-plus RBIs, and he did his 300th home run yesterday against the – I'm not going to mention the team because we don't talk Cincinnati's. <laughs> You're going LeBron passive-aggressive over there here, There I Andy. go, yeah. <laughs> by the way, I, I want to mention this before we roll into our, into our Bronx Talk radio. This guy loves Skyline Chili, and I know it's a Cincinnati situation, but I'm not mentioning it. I'll tell you who he is. Sean Payton. Way back in the day when I was doing radio in Cincinnati, Sean Payton was the assistant coach at Miami of Ohio. He went to coach New Orleans, the Saints, and I begged him to go on the radio with me. And he said if I sent them a case of Skyline Chili, he would. And he did. And I sent oh, really? him a case. <laughs> Where was he I, at I the time again? Where was he? He's assistant coach Miami of Ohio before he went to New Orleans. So really, you had to sweeten the deal when he was oh. at Miami of Ohio. Really? Oh, no, no. When he was in New Orleans, not, not Miami. Yeah, Miami was, yeah. yeah. No really? one wanted to talk to him as an assistant in Miami. No one knew who he was there. But however, I guess he thought that I wouldn't send him the case so he wouldn't have to go on the radio but i sent the case and he went on so he, how he much uh, how much money did it set you back i don't know i mean 20 something bucks 25 i don't remember was, there you i go. buy yeah, that for a dollar but, it's a nice uh, job by you was he a good yeah. guest He's great. No, he really yeah. was. He, he's great. I do. I enjoy his company. And honestly, it looks like, according to the Miami Herald, he may be back coaching again. And they say uh, it could be Dallas, Miami, and, and the Chargers. And I, and I say, what? I, the only possibility mm. I see the relationship maybe with Jerry Jones in Dallas. Other than that, I don't see Miami and the Chargers as possibilities. I really don't. Well, I definitely see them as possibilities. I, I don't see Miami as much timeline-wise. Right. If Dallas doesn't have a good season, Mike McCarthy's out. And you could very well see Sean Payton in. Right. Uh, the Chargers, I like their roster. I like them a lot. But that's a loaded division. And if they have a disappointing season, I could see how uh, Brandon Staley might be out of a gig, especially if Sean Payton was willing to take it. The Dolphins, Mike McDaniel, this is his first year, right? So 
I don't know that he's going to be one and done there. So timeline-wise, it might work out for Dallas more so. It's just hard to see how it plays out, Andy, because let's a lot of people like Dallas to win that division. I actually like him to win that division. Let's say they well, win the division and they make a little bit more noise in the playoffs because the NFC isn't as deep as the AFC. Uh, right. Dallas could have a very good season, and Mike McCarthy might not be going anywhere after this year. Right, and I wonder where this came from. I I, I know it was in Miami Herald, but I, I don't think uh, Sean Payton basically went out and mentioned this. This is a speculation for sure, you know, through contacts. But I I, I don't yeah. see it happening. I really don't. But like you say, Dallas could be the key. But again, uh, they're playing in a weaker division. Would so you? How, would you? Do you think he really ate the chili though? How long did it take for him to? Well, the fact that he mentioned it, I guess he he enjoys it. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. He probably gave it to the ball club to eat. I don't know what he did. <laughs> I don't know. He's Ryan. No, I'm Andy Furman. By the way, they're still on top. But they've hit some speed bumps this week. Bronx Talk Radio is freaking next. Oh, Bronx Talk Radio right around the corner. This is Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman right now. Let's go to the Bronx. Guys, it's time to channel your inner New Yorker. We want to hear all the irrationalities you can spew on the hottest topics of the day. Up yours, you son of a You don't talk me that way. Get out of here. Here's something we like to call Bronx Talk Radio. Hosted by the great Chris It's Beans. the worst time of the year, gentlemen. Worst freaking time of the year. Why? Why is that? Because we're about to have to put baseball on hold. No more Yankees winning. And I, I don't know. I don't, I don't like these. They're not winning anyway. Settle down over there. But yeah, no, we, we got it. All Star Break is always like the time where it's like, oh, God, here come the SBs. Here come all the documentaries. Don't you get bored around this time of year? You sound very grumpy over here today. I am. You need a little break from the sports world. It's not the worst thing ever. It's like a day or two do you do? where you don't have sports. What do you do when you don't have sports to watch? What do you do? What do you watch do? a movie, go, go for a jog, you know, work out a little bit. There's more to life than just sports over there, Chris. There I disagree. Is? There is. What do you do, Andy? I go to the library. A library? <laughs> Why not? Library? No, I go to the movies. Go to the movies. A oh, bit. now you're just copying his homework over here. What are you doing? Uh, what do I do? I mean, look, I watch reruns of sporting events on TV. That's See, you I can't do. get away from it either. That's what I I'm exactly what I'm talking. I can't. About. The world is sports. It revolves around sports. Well, let's really. get let's get to some of those sports. Uh, been a rough week for freaking David Ross over here. You guys, we we see managers get thrown out all the freaking time over here david ross we actually got some sound we was mid-interview with marquee you know they they do these interviews with the players with the, yeah. from the from the bullpen whatever the dugout let's let's what happened here look at this at bat he's throwing on right here i mean foul balls anything in he's really eliminated a lot of swing and miss up top uh where right exactly where they're going i hope it's not on cue oh that could have been down come on half didn't like the call from John Tumpane right there. And Ian Happ's been ejected, and David Ross has ejected the headset. Leaves the interview midway through to go yell at the umpire and get ejected for the second <laughs> night in a row. Gentlemen. Bad move. Let, let Bad move by him. He should have kept the headset on that whole time. That That's right. Keep it mic'd move. up. Keep mic'd yeah. up over here. Yeah. David Ross is a better dancer than manager. Settle down over there. Wow. <laughs> This it was the team freaking the stinks, stars, huh? They're losing games left and right over there. Yeah, that, that, that Cubs team's got sulfur parts real freaking quick over there. 
Wow, yeah, that's crazy. I would have loved to have heard that mic'd up. I'm sure they would have had to beep out a few words here and there, but just a little taste, you know? Just take the unit with it. You know, you got a cable, but drag it along. Come on, go with him. Go with him. What's the problem? I agree with you, yes. I would have loved if he yelled something from the dugout, which they typically do, (laughs) while he was doing the interview. Like, yeah, you know, our guys, they're playing well. Hey, Blue! That was a freaking strike! Like, that would have been Down low! Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's great. Well, the other non-sports sports stuff we got going on is freaking Drew League over here. A uh, bit of a story that Kyrie Irving is a no-show. What do you guys think? Is big story, no story? Who cares? Well, they, is the sign he's going he to Lakers? He was at some camp, some girls' camp. So really, I, I give him a pass on that because he was doing some good. He was doing some good. I mean, your guess is as good as mine to connect the dots as far as what means what, if it relates to Kyrie Irving or LeBron James, some of the things like, good luck. You know, I think we try to connect the dots a lot of times. Like, hey, uh, Kyrie went to the store and bought a wallet the other day. What does it mean? It's like, who the hell knows what it means? <laughs> so I, I would say that as far as the Drew League goes. Well, this maybe next story, fell off the earth. You know, the earth is flat. They settle down over off. there. Settle down over there. It's not time to fight Jormungand or whatever just yet. You know, the world serpent, Norse mythology. <laughs> You're going to the library. You should know these things. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I know a guy Brian likes to bet, but I don't think he's gotten this desperate yet. Maybe he has. You mm. see this story out of India. Four men were oh. arrested for apparently putting on fake cricket matches. That's right. They oh. impersonated a league over <laughs> there, the the Premier League of India or something. <laughs> they set up a stadium in the middle of a village with... You know, you remember this from the freaking COVID years. Pumped in fake crowd sound, yeah. hired locals to be the umpires and the players, and like broadcasted on YouTube and took money from these Russian betters over Telegram. Ingenious. And whichever side had had the more vigor on it, they went. They made sure that side was, you know, the side where they house would win. They made sure they would win. Now they're it's all a hilarious freaking story over there. I mean, come on, they had their own fake commentators. Everybody was everything. In on it. This was a whole operation. They got busted, of course. Didn't work out. But how long did it go on? It was just one shot. That was it. It went on for a little while. I think Premier League there like ended a little good. while ago. I don't know. Can pretty you imagine? Move. You have the ultimate degenerate betting story right now. If you were betting on this fake league and they took you for some cash, you know what that's I mean? Great. Like, you I mean that's just the, the same as like video horse racing at a at a casino. That's true. That's right. But. You still got the trump card over here. That's right. I was betting on a league that wasn't even freaking real. You got nothing on me. You sure yeah. you didn't have any money on this league? I didn't. I did not. But you not. would think if you're betting on it, you know maybe some of the participants, the players, right? You would think. I don't right? know. It's cricket. And you're de- degenerate in Moscow. You want to get this off. All right, last story for you before we get out of here. Michigan yeah. is going to start allowing self-serve alcohol at bars and restaurants. Gentlemen, how many days Ooh. before this goes insanely off the reservation? <laughs> I, I give it one afternoon. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, We've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday. So do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app, 
or wherever you get your podcast. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nets are boxed in. That's coming right up. Welcome, everybody. Come on in. The door's open. This is Fox Sports Sunday. I'm Andy Furman. Now I'm proud to introduce my partner and friend, the one and only Renaissance man, Mr. Brian Noby. How are you? Good, Andy Furman. Just checking out the Open Championship. You going to check this out here? You into this? Nine o'clock Eastern. Final round. We're already Nine in. O'clock. We're already nine in. O'clock. You don't. You don't need nine o'clock Eastern. We're going right no, now, no, baby. No, I'm waiting for the contenders as K. Oh, you know, yeah, do that. Get in. Get in on this. You know, uh, get a little. Are you waiting? Do show live you sports. Do it live. You, I can go right in. We'll do it live. You got cash on this? Uh, well, I've got twenty American dollars on it, and uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> high stakes. High stakes. So uh, I was doing a couple of fill-in shows here in Phoenix with one of my buddies, and uh, he lives in this area. We used to work in Albany, New York. Shout out to the uh, capital region over there. But Bruce Jacobs, he was like, hey, man, you want to do a few uh, fill-in shows this week? I was like, yeah, sure. So he's one of these, like, listen, I understand there are a lot of people that are against Live Golf. For obvious reasons, it's who it's funded by, uh, you know, the... Saudi sovereign, you know, yada, yada. Like, there are a lot of people dead set against this for some of the things that they've been connected to. And um, I get it. I totally understand that. But my friend, I'm telling you, Andy, he has gone off the freaking deep end. He's like, like these golfers, they got blah, 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 blah. He wouldn't shut up about it. So, the way they do it, you pick four golfers for a major, and then it's based on where they finish and the money that they make based on their finish. So if you pick the winner, you're probably going to win this thing. So there are four of us in on it. And because my friend wouldn't shut up about live golf, <laughs> I picked all live golfers. And so one of them was Dustin Johnson. He's my best hope to win this thing. Um, but uh, he didn't finish the third round very well, but that's, uh, that's who I need. If I'm going to take home this little, uh, this little betting interest that I have with my buddies over here in Phoenix. Interesting. And the hate continues with Live Golf. You know, let it go. Let it go. I mean, and you know what? I, I would say that most people would do what these golfers did to join Live Golf. The money was there. You take the money. You grab the bag. That's what you do. Right, wrong, or indifferent. That's what you do, right? You would do it. I would do it. Well, look, man, I can see why a lot of these golfers made that choice. I totally yeah. get that. And I can also see why a lot of people would have a problem with them Taking the cash. I get that, too. So, uh, I mean, I just look at it this way, Andy, where I would rather be more invested, even if I hate something, if I hate that these golfers have gone over to live and fine. But, man, if it's Rory McIlroy and it's Dustin Johnson and it's PGA versus live at the end of this thing, I would much rather be more invested as a fan, even with something that I hate Right, then just be indifferent about it. So even if you completely hate the Live Golf Tour, and that, that's fine, you don't have to like it, but 
It makes the drama better if you're tuning in to watch these golf events. But here's, here's the question I have. If you hate it, why would you watch it? That's the thing. And obviously, if you do hate it, you probably will watch it if you love golf because you want to see those golfers, correct? Well, yeah, of course, Andy. Like, <laughs> that's just no, not I mean, human nature. If you nature. hate something that much, Listen, don't no, watch no, no. it then. But that's not the, how it works in sports. You root against teams that you hate all the time. I don't understand if you, I, I don't know, if you hate, uh, let's take news radio, if you hate a conservative perspective, I don't know why you would listen to anything related to conservative talk. Or if you hate the far left uh, way of thinking, I don't know why you would listen to anything that has a far left spin, but people do that all the time. I think sports is a lot different, right? Yeah. Where if you hate a team, if you, right, I, I think you're invested to watch and uh, uh, hope that they is, lose. There, there's nothing weird about that. I don't well, it's think it's not in team sports. sports. The live is not team sports. But I, I hear what you're saying, but I, I would say that sometimes you, you're just so involved. It's a so whole league. It's even more than a team. In a, in a regular but the sport. individuals, you, you want to see the individuals perform even though they're playing for live golf because you followed those individuals. That's why you're probably going to watch. You can't turn your back. I, I get it. And, and certainly sports thrives on the so-called villain, the villain aspect. You may hate LeBron James, but you're going to watch him to root against him. Yes. Yeah, that's how it works in sports, man. It, it's from the beginning of time. Like yeah. half of it is rooting against teams. I mean, listen – how many times do you see this? Let's take the Eagles. They've got a great fan base. There might be seasons where the Eagles are hot garbage, but if they're playing the Cowboys, best believe that stadium's going to be packed, and they're oh, rooting yeah. against the Cowboys, especially if they are having a good season, right? That's just how it goes in sports, man. There's nothing wrong with that right. at all. And the fans in Brooklyn are probably going to be rooting against Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving this year if, in fact, they're not wearing Brooklyn uniforms. It's funny right now because in Vegas last week, the commissioner, Adam Silver, had like a state-of-the-state address, state-of-the-union, if you will. He said he wasn't pleased with players who are under contract and demand trades. We're going to see what he could do about that, but I guess the next vote with the Players Association and the owners, they're going to get a little tough on that deal. But speaking of trades or possible trades and signings, the record offer sheet, DeAndre Ayton signed with the Pacers, well, which was quickly matched well, by the Suns. Well, hold on, hold on, because you, you got nine topics at once over here, all right? I, I, I got to chime in about what ownership is going to do about this. What, what are they going to do? If Kevin Durant is under contract for the next four years and he says, I want to be traded, if the organization says, well, it's in our best interest to trade him, what are they going to put in there? What are they going to put in the next CBA of, even if a player wants out, if he's under contract, tough luck. You're there to stay for the long haul. If an organization says, that's in our best interest to move this guy, well, he's going to be moved. (laughs) They might not like it, and I totally get Adam Silver's point, Kevin Durant's under contract for the next four years. He doesn't like that he's publicly asked for a trade. But what are they going to put in the next CBA to guard against that? There's nothing well, you, you can put in there for that. Right, but I think that he was addressing more so the ownership right now where he wants owners to say, stand tough. If a guy wants to trade, try to keep him on your ball club. And I will tell you right here and now, either Kyrie Irving or KD or one of the two, or maybe both, will be in Nets training camp in September. Well, look, that might be best for the NBA as a whole, but it might not be best for an individual team to do that. I can understand from Adam Silver's perspective where he didn't like that this is publicized. He doesn't like that. And he explained this. He would like to see an agreement honored, right? Right. That's best for the NBA. That might not be best for an individual team. 
If there is, think about James Harden. He's done this before. He's not only asked for a trade publicly, he will pout on the court and just go through the motions. He's not even playing hard at all. He's trying to force a trade. So if you're that team, why would it be in your best interest to keep a player who is vocal about leaving, who is pouting on the court, who's not giving even close to his best effort? You got to move him at that point, right. regardless and of I, how I it looks for the Adam, league. Right, and I think Adam Silver, when he said that, in retrospect, I think he's saying he's not happy with A, players doing that publicly, but B, I think in the back of his mind, he doesn't like when a player pouts and does things to Fine. force a trade. Right, That's what those are with. his yeah. words. I had no problem with his words. I have a problem with your words. Like, oh, to say, oh, to say, oh, oh these owners, they're, they're not oh, going to no. stand for it going forward. Well, I, like, think, I think they will do something. I, I don't what? know what they could do. What? I don't know, but they're going to do something. I mean, what? I, I, what are I you going to do? Like again, I'm not an owner, okay? And you're putting this pressure on me. But I'm telling you right now, the owners are not happy. They are not happy right now with players either a pouting or going public saying I want to be traded, okay? And I'd love to how, see how is that going to be in the next CBA? Of really, just think about how this would land. If you're under contract, you can't ask for a trade under any circumstances. That's the only thing they could do. And, and maybe they should do that. Do, do maybe they that? should. Do you see I, that landing well though? Like. You know, you're just, I don't know, you sign this contract for the next five years, come hell or high water, baby, They're that's the hell where of you contracts. are. I mean, they don't mean anything, right? right? What do contracts mean? Look, I, I would love Andy, to see that in the CBA. And it love works the other way. What, think about, Bradley Beal is the only player in the NBA that currently has Guaranteed. a no-trade clause. No trade. That's the only guy. Any of these players could be traded at any time. They're not signing it. up. I know. They sign their contract. You could play it the other way, too. Hey, I signed my four-year deal. DeAndre Ayton, we're about to talk about him. We're not talking right? about Travis. No, 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 but it. listen, listen. DeAndre Ayton just signed a four-year extension with the Suns. Okay? Right. That doesn't mean he's going to be with the Suns for the next four years. Right. So regardless if it's DeAndre Ayton saying, get me out of here, I want to be traded, or it's the Suns just trading him wherever they get a good deal. That's what I mean, you put your – when you ink the contract as a player – you realize that, yes, I'm getting paid X amount of dollars from this ball club, but they have every right they sort of, quote, own okay. me, and they can trade me. Oh, interesting. So, me. so the team can do it, but the player can't ask that's for the a way, trade. That's the business. I'm sorry, Brian. Oh, no. okay. That's All the right. business. Well, that's you don't business, like it? Huh? Okay. Okay. So you got a trade contract. You, you get, you're a member of Team X. You sign a two-year deal. After the first year, they trade you. That's the way it is. That's the way it's Dude. always been. I'm not Dude, saying right, wrong, or different. Just because it's the way it's been doesn't mean it makes sense. It makes more sense I didn't say it made me. sense or not. I'm like, saying, look at college geez. athletics. Look, look at this for a minute. Think how much college sports has changed. Where the way it was for the longest time, if you transferred, well, you had to sit out an entire year. And it's like, wait a minute. So coaches, they can go from one school to the next. They don't have to sit out. Why should a player have to sit out? Right? It used to be where you didn't make any money off your name, image, and likeness. That has changed. Just right. because it's been I, done one way for so I, long doesn't mean that's the right way to do it. I never said it was the right way. So please don't put words in my mouth. You make your back of me. I'm not putting words today. in your yeah, mouth you at all. No, no, I'm telling you, I'm this not. is the system. The system is this way. Yeah, did I say great. it's right or wrong? No. I, I didn't say you did. I am making a point on my own. 
uh, separate from you. It has nothing to do. I'm not putting any words in your mouth. So you settled down. You okay, settled okay, down okay, over there. And take the college deal out of it. I understand the portal. Oh, and all that. gosh. You have a problem with comparisons. The comparison no, is because you can't just compare because college things and the have bro. been done one way for a long time doesn't mean it should remain that way. If a team in the NBA can trade a guy whenever they see fit, why can't a player say, I want to be traded? Like, why can't that be a thing? Look, I'm going to say it one more time. You're an owner of a team. You sign a guy to a contract, all right? You want to trade him, and it's happened before you can trade him because he's part of the deal. So, in other words, you're telling me sign a guy or don't sign a guy. Have, have open season. Have players decide, like, I want to play for this team, and if I don't want to play for that team, I want to move to another team. That's just going to happen. Forget contracts. Why have a contract then, according to your logic? Why even have a contract? No, I'm Tell saying me. it works both ways. What's good for the goose is good for the gander, Andy. If What's a team the both can ways? What's the other way? Team, if a team can trade a guy whenever they see fit, then I don't see the problem with the player. They should have saying, the right to trade that traded. guy. They're paying the guy. They could do what they want with him. They should have that right. Okay, so they, they own the player. They do whatever they want. Like, it's a two-way street. Adam Silver even said this. This needs to be a two-way street. Okay, if we're talking about a two-way street and you as a team can trade me as the player whenever you see fit, then why can't I say, well, I want to be traded? Well, why okay. can't that be? That's a two-way street. And you know what? They can say it, and they have been saying it. All I'm saying is this. When they do say it, I can't stand to see a guy like James Harden pouting, putting on weight, not practicing, and doing everything but standing on his head to get out of a ball club. And that's the thing. That's what I don't like. Yeah, they could say what they want to say. And if the New, if the Brooklyn Nets want to have any gumption and they don't get a deal that they want to consume and it's not a logical deal that they feel is good for KD, I'd like to say to, them, to say, hey, you signed the contract, you're part of the Brooklyn Nets, you're playing for us. That's it. And that's why I think he will play. They're not going to get a deal. Look, the Suns can't trade Aiton now until the 15th of January. They can't trade him for a full year without his consent. Without his consent. That takes Aiton out of any possible offseason trade because the Brooklyn Nets were sniffing around for Kevin Durant with Aiton. So that's done. That's off the table now. Yeah, well, look, man, a lot of people like you, they take (laughs) ownership. They take that side of it, and they don't see that – you're being completely one-sided. If we're talking about a two-way street here, look, this ha- comparison here, Andy. Uh, uh, okay. Just hear me out. But a lot of times this happens in the NFL. You hear this all the time when a player under contract says, I want an extension. I want more money. They've overperformed their current contract. And a lot of people like you go crazy. You signed the contract. Honor the contract. Blah, blah, yes, blah. Yes. And, and oh, by the way, what happens when an NFL team gets an underperforming player? They take that contract and it's rip, rip, rip. There's no honoring of the contract. And guess what? People like you are silent. You say nothing about honoring the contract. If it's a two-way when street, was the last time you a contract honor it on both ripped. sides. When was the last time a contract was ripped for underperformance? Tell me. Andy, all the time. Do you see players cut? Do you see them released? Oh, Do you think anybody was released over the past year? That's part of the deal. Now, you don't seem to that's understand. That's part of the deal. Yeah, it yes. is. You know why? Because ownership has all the risks in the world, and the players and performers do really? not. Yeah, the really? only risk no, they have no is risk. injury. Yeah, no risk. Injury is their only risk. Mm, the it. risk is ownership has the risk. They're the investor. That's it. 
Okay, Fine. so so the the team in the NFL they can rip up a contract whenever they see fit, uh, but the player, if he's asking for more money and over outperforms his contract, well, that that's not honoring the contract. How is ripping up a contract honoring a contract? How Look, is that the case? The point is this: as I say, if you're an owner. You have the risk, A. Number two, a very wise man once told me years ago that players in the, in the NFL or any league are nothing more than interchangeable drill bits. You take player A, you move him aside, you get player B. You're, you're at risk. You want to get the best possible player you can. And you would do the same thing if you were in management. You're making you a bad argument, dude. If your uh, argument is honor the contract, don't give me all this BS about you have all the risk. You have to, you're not honoring the contract. You're not doing what you're scolding these players to do. Like, that's total hypocrisy right there, and you don't even know it. No, it's not true, because if you honor the contract, you pay him off, and you rip the contract up, but the contract is good, he'll get his pay, but he won't be playing. He won't, he's not a member of your ball club. You pay him to leave. That's what you do. It's not like you're saying, get out the door. They pay you honor the contract, of course, but he's not going to play on your ball club, and you get another interchangeable drill bit to take his place mm-hmm. on the roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have a contract for uh, four years, $120 million. They might have only paid $60 million, and they say, eh, the rest of it, rip, rip, doesn't exist. That's not honoring a contract, man. No matter what you say, that is not honoring a contract. So whenever you say that about a player, it's total hypocrisy if you are not saying that about ownership, meaning teams that rip up contracts. All right. It's fine. We agree to disagree, but I think that there may be more people in my corner about that because they want to see players yelling and screaming at the top of their head, trade me, leave me alone. And that's been in the history of sports, you know, play me or trade me. We've, we've heard that term for eons in the world of sports. And management always does the right thing. They really do. That's the way it is. It's their risk. It's their money. That's the way it is. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And if you have any comments, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369, or at the No Show, NOE Show. At Andy Furman FSR, we have bottom barrel betting in this hour. Brian Noah knows picks in hour three. But this list caused a real riff. That's next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. This list caused a problem. We'll explain that in just about a minute. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. This is Fox Sports Sunday. And, B, we got a caller from Plano, Texas. Trey wants to talk to Brian No and Andy Furman of Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Trey. What's up? Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Hey, I just wanted to uh, follow up on that contract talk a moment ago. Uh, down here in Texas, Zeke Elliott has one of the worst contracts in the NFL right now for a team. And they certainly can't get out of that and rip that contract up. They have to pay him off all the millions of guaranteed dollars before they can walk away. Yeah, because well, there's guaranteed money. That's the yeah. only way they can. Listen, they still sometimes do that. They'll get away from the guaranteed money and cut their losses. But, yeah, like if there's guaranteed money, 
You can't walk away from that. That's why you don't see NBA contracts ripped up. But you see that in the NBA, NFL all the time when they don't right. have guaranteed money. So the point is what? I mean, oh, when you say the worst contract, it's not the worst contract for Zeke. It's the worst contract for the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Right. right. I mean, so. Which makes it at a point that either the Cowboys have to trade him and lose all their money or, or in there, or Zeke decides, you know, he, he's willing to be traded or what. And, and this is, of course, hypothetical. I don't think he wants to go anywhere or they want to move him specifically, but it makes for tight cap space in there. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think that the contract basically depends upon how good of an agent you have and how good of a bargaining aspect he has with management. I mean, that's basically where you're at right there. I mean, uh, look, anybody who plays professional sports is not begging for their next meal. So contract or no contract, they're in pretty good steed right there. Right. What happens Do right now. Do you think ownership is begging for their next meal? No, not at okay, all. Okay, who's, who's doing the paying? I mean, come Ownership on. Ownership is, yes. Right. So, I mean, obviously you want to pay, you want to get the most for your money. They're not just shelling out money. I, I get it. I mean, it's like any other business, right? Except this business is, is basically talked about by everybody, and I have a hard time talking about how people should spend their money. Obviously you don't. I do. I'm not going to go on these airwaves and say owner X should be spending this. No, it's his money. Oh, I mean, I, I got the same. Will. I absolutely all day I will like well, you're that's making fine. all this money and you're not going to put it back into your product. That's well, that's terrible. It's a terrible job of ownership right there. But we're going in 19 different directions to, to keep this simple. To keep it simple, this started with Kevin Durant asking for a trade and Adam Silver didn't like it. And you made the contact uh, con, uh, you made the comment of well the, the team ownership they're they're going to do something about this in the next CBA and I'm like what are they going to do? What are they going are they going to make it where you can't request a trade ever that that's what they're going to do like that's not going to be in the next CBA so this is a part of sports and you might not like it as a fan but tough because teams can move players whenever they want why can't a player ask for a trade if a team can trade a player whenever it it would make sense to me that a a player would be able to ask for a trade as well but you're acting as if like a player is shocked that when he signs a contract he might be traded before that contract is up i'm not asking i'm not reacting like that at all not whatsoever that That is the epitome of putting words in my mouth i've never said that it sounds that way like wow i'm a player i I play for no if you listen it's pretty easy to follow i have said if the team can trade the player if it's a two-way street here and we're quote unquote honoring the contract, okay, then why would a, a player not be able to ask for a trade himself? How is that not just one hundred percent, one hundred eighty degrees different? Right, it's right. totally different. And that's different. what Kevin Durant is doing. He's asking. I think Adam Silver basically said, "I don't like." I, I'm not saying that Adam Silver is saying the players should not do this or not permitted to do this. I think Adam Silver's upset the fact that it's getting publicity and it's unwanted, unneeded, and it's not healthy for the league for a player to do that. That's what he's saying. That's all he's saying. Don't you agree? Is is it healthy for the fan base in Brooklyn for Kevin Durant to go up and say, I want out of here, even though he has a contract? It's not good. It really is. It would be a lot better if Kevin Durant did not go public and, and maybe went to management and said, I want out, but it wouldn't work that way. Obviously, the fan pressure, media pressure will create the trade. That's what's going to happen. Of course you would go public with it. I mean, good luck just going to the team quietly behind closed right. doors and saying that. They might never come to that, right? right? So you have to go public with this stuff. 
look, man, I understand this isn't great for business, but spare me on the honor the contract talk. That's what I'm pushing back on. That's the whole point where I, I totally understand how Adam Silver wouldn't like this and he would want things to be changed and he wouldn't want this to be as public as it is. I totally understand that. But this idea of you say it and a lot of people say it and it's total BS of honor the contract. Wait, look, time if the out for teams a don't do it, I, I don't want to and, and no one says anything about that. It's just it's so one sided when players don't do it. It's like teams don't do it either. And Please no one says anything that. when that happens. All I'm happens. saying is you're pinning me on the mat right now, and all I'm going to say is I'm coming up, I'm going to tell you this. I, I'm not in that way. I'm not that when you say play, people like me, Dave. I've seen play, players, I've seen coaches not honor contracts. In, in the NFL, I've seen it in the NBA, I've seen it in college. You know, a guy signs a college contract to coach basketball on college level. After the first year, he bolts and goes to another school. We see that all the time. What yeah. happened in Oklahoma, right? He's now at USC. Right. We've seen that. He had a contract. So it, it does work both ways, and it always works both ways. All I'm saying is I don't like it. That's all I'm saying. You know, it, it's it's not the, the way you put it towards with your finger on my chest saying that it's a bunch of bull. I get it. I'm I really do. I promise words. you. I'm going by your words. You have all just I'm saying said is I don't that like now. It. That's not what you've been saying the whole time. What have I been saying? Tell me what I've been saying. Maybe you misinterpreted it. What, you've said, what did I say? Hey, listen, that's just the way it is. Teams can oh, do whatever is. they want. Okay, it is then, the way then it why is. Why can't it's... players, if the, the team isn't honoring the contract, why can't the player then not honor the contract? And like, they're I, not. How, it's happening. They, they okay. are not honoring it. All right, that's but it. you're only making an issue out of when the player does it. And you're just like, well, that's just the way it is when a team Because does most it. That, fans that feel the same no. way. Because if I have an allegiance to a player, I don't want to see him do it. That's why. I, I don't care about the money aspect. I don't care about the so-called contract legalese of the contract. I'm talking as a fan. Most fans do not want to see their favorite player like, like just like a Juan Soto. It's happening right now. Right? He's going to be traded, probably. Right? You think the fans in Washington want to see him go? No. That's all I'm saying. It's it's not good for the sport, and and mm-hmm. on, in essence, it's not good. For, would you agree to that? It's not healthy or good for the sport. It's part it's good for the player, sports, man. It's part of sports. It's I understand, street. but it's not good for the sport. It's part, it's part of, part of it, sports. Man. It is, and we've seen coaches do it all the time. It's not that I'm blind to that. I'm just saying it's, it's not good. We're gonna move on. All right, and there's a revolt. Not here, but in the NFL. That's next, but first, to K-Fig with the latest. All right, baseball Saturday night. Aaron Judge and Matt Carpenter each hitting two home runs, leading the Yankees to a 14-1 drubbing over the Red Sox. Judge's 33 long balls, tops in all of baseball. Jose Ramirez leads the AL in RBI. He has 75. He had two home runs for Cleveland in a victory over Detroit. Trey Turner of the Dodgers hit two home runs. They beat the Angels 7-1. Mets swept a day-night doubleheader over the Cubs. Mariners defeated the Rangers for their 13th consecutive victory. You had victories for the Phillies, Astros, and the Atlanta Braves. Final round of the Open Championship is underway. No true contenders beginning their rounds quite yet. Harold Varner is 3-under through five holes, but it's still nine shots off the lead. Dustin Johnson is six shots back. He will begin his round around 9.30 a.m. Eastern time, along with Scotty Scheffler, who is five back. Victor Hovland and Roy McIlroy are tied for the lead with the Camerons. Cameron Young and Cameron Smith, the closest contenders. They are both four strokes back. Guys, back to you. All right. Brian, no, Andy Furman. We've crossed the 50-yard line, what we call Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. This is going to be a goodie. 
This is going to be a goodie because I think you and I are going to get some heat on this one as well, B. Uh, you know, it's a slow season in sports that they come out with these lists from all angles. And I, I think lists are somewhat lazy, and, and apparently some people really read them, including the players. But this list really got some traction. The CSPN released their top 10 NFL quarterback list. Lamar Jackson of the Ravens was number 11, and Ryan Clark came to his defense. Uh, Lamar Jackson uh, basically right on the cusp looking in in the top 10, and Bernard Pollard didn't agree with him, and there was a Twitter war. But I think more importantly is the list rather than the Twitter war. What do you think? Uh, well, like, man, it's uh, it's always interesting when there's a back and forth over there, but yeah, Bernard Pollard, he did not pull punches with uh, Lamar Jackson. His tweet, he said, no top receiver will ever come there while LJ is there. Plenty of wide receivers have been available to get in the offseason while LJ has been starting, but nobody wants to go. They give him the respect, but they don't want to play with him. And look, he's he's got an interesting point. If you're looking at the top wide receivers... Would, would you want to go over to Baltimore to team up with Lamar Jackson, or would you rather go team up with any number of quarterbacks that are ranked higher than him? Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow, right. Mahomes, Josh Allen, like all these quote-unquote passing quarterbacks, they're more proficient, they put up bigger numbers. Like Those wide receivers would absolutely want to go team up with those guys before Lamar Jackson. There's no, L- doubt. There's no Jackson. doubt about that. Now, I look at this top 10 list, and there's one name in there that kind of stands out big time to me. I don't even know why the hell he's on the list. Deshaun Watson. He didn't play last year. This guy hasn't played since 2020. I don't even know why he's in the top 10. If those are interested, it's uh, the, the normal ones are here. Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen, one, two, three. Tom Brady, four. Joe Burrow is on top of Matthew Stafford, which I don't get that at all. I don't know why Matthew Stafford wins the Super Bowl and beats well, Burrow. Uh, hold on, hold on. Back up for a second. This idea that Deshaun Watson didn't play last season, so why is he on this list? Because think I think about, this list... think okay. about Tom Brady. Go back to the 08 season, right, where he got injured by Bernard Pollard, yeah. uh, coincidentally, right? And he missed the whole season. Did that mean he was not a top 10 quarterback because he only played half of one game? Well, because no. I think that this, t- this list is what have you done for me lately list. I think it's a 2022 list. I don't think it's a history list. I don't think it's a— It would make uh, a whole lot more sense if you said— well, we don't even know if Deshaun Watson's going to play at all in 2020. That makes a whole lot more sense than he didn't play last year. It doesn't mean that he's no longer a really good quarterback. Do you think that the Browns gave him a $230 million contract? Like that had to do I, with I get his that, skill but this level, list, right? this list is based on what happened last year. No, it he isn't. Didn't play. It's not all just based on last year. This it's is based a- on going into 2022. Okay, and is, is he going to play this year? We don't know. So why well, is he on the I, list? Yeah, that part is, that's what I said. That would make a whole lot more sense that he didn't play last year. Well, just because you don't play one year? Let me ask you this. If Aaron He Rogers, hasn't stepped on a football oh, field oh, since oh, 2020. God forbid, like Patrick Mahomes gets hurt in training camp, doesn't play one down. Is he not a top 10 quarterback going into next year? Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, boy. Okay, yeah. that's the whole point. All I'm saying, Deshaun Watson has not stepped on a football field since 2020, and we don't know if he's going to play this year, all right? This list basically is is like as of right now, as of today, as of right this second, right? And I can't believe that Deshaun Watson is on this list because he has a question mark next to his name if he's going to play this year. Well, yeah, that part makes sense, but based on not playing last year, it makes no sense to me. But this year... Okay, that's one way to look at it. 
But if you look at it also where, uh, who knows? I, I don't know if Deshaun's going to be suspended for part of the season, all of the season, what have you. Uh, just put it to the side for a second. Who yeah. is a better quarterback? Who's a better quarterback? They might be just looking at it that way. I think Deshaun Watson is a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson. He's a much better passer. I, I don't want my quarterback to be taking as many chances running the football as Lamar Jackson does. He's dynamic at what he does. But I wish he would find the middle ground of still being special, still running, but not taking as many chances and not as much punishment. There's a reason why he missed the final four-plus games and their season was wrecked last year. He takes too many chances. You don't get that with Deshaun Watson, the football player. Deshaun Watson is a better football player than Lamar Jackson. I'm confused. So you believe that Lamar Jackson should not be in the top ten? I don't. Okay, I think that part of the problem with Lamar Jackson is his playoff situation. Yeah, and I think I think that's basically held against him because, especially in his MVP year, uh, he fizzled in the playoffs. That was bad. That was real bad. I think that they hold that against him. But here's a guy who has rushed for over three thousand yards, and certainly, I mean, he he's at risk every time he touches the football because one shot he's going to be finished. But his game is not passing. His game is the run game. You know, should he be in the top ten? That's an argument there that I have because I would definitely take Deshaun Watson out as of now and put mm-hmm. him in there. But there's yeah. other situations in there that I can move around as well. And I, I don't believe that Joe Burrow should get the nod over Matthew Stafford just because of one year. And again, if it's as of going into this coming season, I don't see that much of work, uh, his body of work, as opposed to Matthew Stafford's body of work. Yeah. I, hey, that's yeah. a fair point. Um, I think it's crazy that Aaron Rodgers is number one and Tom Brady is number four. Mm-hmm. How many times does Tom Brady need to remind us that he's better than Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> he's got seven rings to Rodgers' one. Like Tom Brady went to a team that was sub-500 in Tampa the year before he got there and won a Super Bowl the very first year he was there. We've seen Aaron Rodgers come up short time and time and time again in the playoffs. Right. And yet Rodgers is one and Brady is four? It's freaking crazy to me. But is it stats or is it what you've won? I mean, I, I don't know what it's based on this list because I will tell you this much. I see Dak Prescott at 10, and last year he had the fourth most passing touchdowns in, in, in the league at 37. He ran right. fourth in the NFL in completion percentage, almost well, 70% passing. So, I mean, he had a hell of a year, Dak Prescott. I look at it like this, and their criteria might be different than my criteria, but the way I look at this, I look at it as who would I pick for – to be the quarterback of my team for 2022, right? Uh Like if I have an expansion team and this is a draft and you can take any of the players, what's the order of the quarterbacks you would take for your team, right? Like that's how I think. Tom Brady. Tom Brady led the league in passing yards last year, passing touchdowns, had the most completions. I thought he should have been the MVP last year. He was at the top of his game and he's fourth a guy with seven rings who was at the top of his game, who arguably had his best season last year, he's fourth. That's freaking crazy. And I think they put Aaron Rodgers one so because he won the MVP. So I, I don't know how the voting is, is, is judged on this, and the criteria for this chart. I mean, it's interesting. It's a good debate, but certainly uh, there's a lot of question marks there, but we'll continue. We could pick that up a little later on if you want to do that. We could do sure. that. Brian No, Andy Furman, Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. The game of chance... Is like taking a chance. We call it bottom barrel betting, and it's next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. 
And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Bottom barrel betting right around the bend, about 12 minutes now before the top of the hour. This is Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. Let's play. Let's play the game. Get that thing for me. It's bottom. Oh, no, you thought you was late. Barrel. You put my money to sleep. You go get my money or I'll put your brain to sleep. Betting. Yeah, and the man who puts it all together, TB, and it's not Tom Brady. Hello, TB. Good morning, guys. How are we feeling this morning? Pretty I'll let good? you know in a minute. In a minute, well, I hate to break it to you, but Brian No last week won with choosing the Blue Knight and jousting. So, Brian uh, No, you oh, are starting first. How's that sound? Sounds great to me. Let me hear how many wins. All what right. Was the deal? Here we go. We're starting with golf. <laughs> what was the score, Tab, is for, what he asked for, you. Oh, I'm sorry, for jousting? No, no for the, like to final totals. List the five. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. It was three and five and two and five. Wow. We had eight picks? No. Yeah. Uh, like we two five, and three or like, sorry two and three my bad i'm sorry yeah i'm still okay. i'm still new here i'm trying to learn you know gotcha. oh, so you right. so i had two winners and you had three exactly okay and, and, okay and it was the jousting that put him over the top unreal exactly. yeah unfreaking real exactly all right all you right. just made the list all right we're starting in golf the most frustrating game ever played three golfers who are in the top five are native english speaking at st andrews one from America, one from Northern Ireland, and one from Australia. Do you take a native English speaker to win the Open Championship? So, which are these guys here? There's a lot of math required on this one. Like, <laughs> who? So, there's Kim from South Korea. There is the guy from Norway, which I can't pronounce his name. I think it's Hovland. There's a C. Smith who's... Hovland. From Hovland, thank you. Uh, young from America, and uh, I'm missing one guy. Murray. What? And McElroy from Northern Ireland. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, I'm going to root for uh, Dustin Johnson. Well, I, I'm not going to, just because of my rooting interest, I'm going to say one of those guys does win it. They're, they're littered all over the top of the Rory. leaderboard, man. I think they, one they, of them is going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. They, one of them has to win that one, really. It, it's, I think that's an easy. I'll, I'll take one's going to win it. And it looks like Rory's going to got a good shot to do it. He does. He does. All right. We're moving to Scottish League Cup. Elgin Ugh. City is taking on St. Johnston this Thursday. Two decently matched teams proving their greatness late in the season. Over or under, eight shots on goal by Elgin City. Elgin City, from what I've read, because I, you gave me this stuff earlier this week to help me out, I know. They're <laughs> a pretty good offensive crew. I'm going to say over. Taking the over. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's a crazy total right there. I think the over hits on that one. Okay, right on. Mm -hmm. Moving to baseball, the New York Yankees are having a huge matchup this week against the red-hot New York Mets in a two-game bout. Will the Yankees win over mm. or under one and a half in that mini-series? I got to go under here. Mets are playing good baseball. I think at minimum there's a split. I don't see a two-game sweep by the Yanks. I'm going over. I think the Yanks will sweep. I think uh, the, uh, the doldrums have finished. They've hit the rock bottom when they lost two out of three to the Cincinnati Reds. Right on. All right, we're moving to cricket. 
the two international powerhouses are set for their third and final match today. India is taking on England on the legendary grounds of Old Trafford. How many sixes, which is equivalent to a home run in baseball, will there be in the 50-ball over match? Over or under four? Am I up? Yeah. Okay, cricket over under four. Uh, I'm going to go under. I'm going under. I, I don't I don't like the, the grounds there. I, I think it'll be tough to get it. Really don't, don't like the grounds uh, there. I don't huh? like the grounds, no. I love it. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm going to take the under here. I I, I don't – I'm going to say there's uh, there's not many long balls here uh, during this, uh, this deciding match over here. Yeah, give me the under on this one. I like that. I like that. All right, it looks like Jets QB Zach Wilson has a thing for good-looking moms, which is kind of <laughs> rad, not going to lie. Wilson's ex-girlfriend came out on Twitter and said that she that he cheated on her with his mother's best friend. Over under one and a half of other hot moms that will come out this week saying that he had an affair with Wilson. Well, that's It's got to be under. It's oh, definitely yeah. going to be under. I yeah. think we're good for one uh, news story a week. Maybe there's one more. I don't see two. Okay. I don't think Zach Wilson was getting that that crazy in the offseason. So no, I want to get specific here. When you, I'm going to take the under as well, but uh, is it the story has to come out from that person or it could be from a media outlet? It could be see. from a media outlet, and it has to be a hot mom, okay? Okay. Yeah, I'm still going to go under. Yeah, I, I don't think it's anybody under. wants to be publicly. So it comes down to Yanks against Mets, right? <laughs> exactly. Is that the only thing we disagree on? Yep. Wow. I'm 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 really cold. I'm really cold in this department right now. I need LGM a baby. I need a Let's win. go Mets. Come on. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I don't know. I'm interested. There we go. By by the way, there's one payday that is really crazy. We're going to tell you all about it and so much more right here where on Fox Sports Sunday. Next. Do you love Selena? Like really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. A real example of true fans. We'll have a few in just about a minute. And right now, it's hour number three. We love having you here with us. A good morning to one and all. If you're coming in, if you're going out, just getting up, thanks for joining us right here on Fox Sports Radio. And here is my partner, my friend, my combated friend today. Back and forth we go. We agree to disagree, but at the end of the day, we go out and have a candy bar together. I was going to say have a drink, but, you know, you'd rather have the candy bar. I know that. Brian, no. How are you? Good, Andy Furman. How are things with you, huh? Everything Everything's good? great. Everything's okay, wonderful. Life is great. By the way, uh, I don't know if you heard this story. You talk about the true meaning of a fan. File this under maybe get a life. Can you get a life? Well, the new name in Pittsburgh is the Acrisure Stadium. It's going to be the name for a while because this company signed a 15-year deal with the Steelers for the naming rights. Uh, and despite the fact that there's a long-term contract there, the fans of Pittsburgh are doing their best to try to get the name changed. <laughs> it's unreal. And this lunatic by the name of Daniel Sass has a petition out there. It says Heinz Field is the only sponsored stadium that the team has ever played on. 
Previously, they played Three Rivers, Pitt Stadium, before that, Forbes Field. But now the Heinz Field sponsorship is no more. It's a new name, and it's just announced, and guess what? It's horrible! They want to change. you got to be out of your freaking mind to go crazy and spend time to get a petition rolling, although 2,000 people have already signed it. What's the deal? Who cares the name of a stadium when you go to see a ball game? Do you? I don't. Well... Uh, I guess this is a global insurance broker. I don't yeah. even know how to pronounce this. Acrisure? I, mean, is what, what it is? I believe it is. I guess, yeah. yeah. But it's funny because they're spending a ton of cash, and uh, it's a 15-year deal. The terms were not released, but you know they didn't sign for it. 10 million a year. Yeah, it's not $1.95 that they signed for. And Big Ben Roethlisberger, he was one of the guys who was like, it just doesn't feel right. Think about all the millions and millions <laughs> you're spending, and – a surefire Hall of Famer is like, yeah, it just doesn't feel right. Like most fans want it to remain Heinz Field. It's the perfect tie-in, but uh, no, Acrisure Stadium going forward right now. Well, Heinz is paying just two point eight five million a year. The contract expired, so yeah. now they got this Acrisure ten million a year for fifteen years. What are you going to do? You got to go for it. It's kind of like the Live Tournament. You got to go for the bag. Well, Take the bag, baby. Well, hey, uh, like. Uh, Heinz put it out there where they were trying to re-up, but the Steelers organization, they find found a higher bidder. And money talks, baby. You know, They're like you want to be on enough, the stadium, you yeah. got to pay for it. They're not selling enough ketchup. That's the problem. No, that's not it. They're they're cheap. They're cheapskates <laughs> cheap. over there. Maybe. No, like, yeah. look, they might want to spend their money somewhere else. Um, but, uh, yeah, it is funny how <laughs> that exactly. Now, now, you could look at it both ways, Andy, where – the red carpet has not been rolled out for Acrisure, but they're getting a lot of publicity for this. Maybe well, not yeah. what they would want, but publicity is publicity. Their hell name, yeah. I've never heard of Acrisure before this, and maybe business goes up a bit because of it, getting their name out there like that. There's no such thing really as bad publicity unless you're in a murder case, really. No such thing as bad publicity. They're talking about you. That's great. Let them talk about you. You know, it, it's really funny because I remember back in the day when these f- sponsored stadia came out, maybe, what, 10, 20 years ago? Was it? I don't remember the first one. I don't know what the first one was. But I remember newspapers came out with a big deal like they weren't going to use the name of the sponsored stadium when they wrote oh, their story. Gosh. That yeah. went down the drain pretty quickly, didn't it? Well, it's funny. I remember taking calls, literally, and I don't remember which year or where I even was, but when the advertisements first started on NBA jerseys, just those little, I don't know, two and a half inch advertisements. Like a patch. I'm telling you, Andy, I would get calls. I'll never watch the NBA again. <laughs> I'm like, you guys are freaking crazy, man. That's just being stuck in a moment. I'm supposed to believe you're never going to watch again because of a little two and a half inch advertisement. People get all wound up about stuff like that, man. Why? I mean, I, I I'm not know. a psychiatrist. Why? I, I, I mean, I, it doesn't bother me. I, I don't care what kind of patch they have in their uniform. What's the difference? Make a little extra money. I mean, I, I think the Celtics had some sort of a crazy patch, but didn't bother me. I mean, watch the game. That's what it's all about. So, you know, fans are fans, but I, I, I just, 
those Pittsburgh fans, I mean. Was it G? I think that was G. Yeah, G. You're right. It is G. Yeah. yeah. But you know what's funny? But the Pittsburgh fans, I mean, they travel well. They probably travel better than any fan in any sport. You know, I'll watch a game on TV. I'll see them playing Vegas. There's Pittsburgh fans with that terrible towel in the stands. So I can see them going nuts with with this name. But (laughs) I just, I don't get it. I really don't. What did you say? 2,000 signatures? Yes. Yes. Come on, man. You got to get a lot more than that. Get Um, a life, though. I I don't get that 100,000 signatures. It's just the Steelers aren't right. going to change it. Right, but know? I know for sure it's not going to be 2,000. It's going right, to right. be a whole lot more than that. I remember I went to – sorry to take it in a different direction, but – That's fine. I remember um, I went to a, at the time, San Diego Chargers game, and the Chargers were playing the Bears. This is – I don't know. I don't know the exact year, but probably within the last five-ish years. Not that long ago. And after the game – Someone came up to us and was like, hey, will you sign this? And I'm like, what is it? And it was, they were trying to get a list to keep the team there in San Diego. Uh And I'm like, I'm good, man. Because it's like, bro, signatures are not going to be what keeps them there. It is cash. Unless you are funding a big part of the stadium, I don't care how many signatures you have. It's all about money. Do people honestly think that works? Right. Do people honestly think who signed those those petitions that they honestly think it's going to work? I guess I don't they know. do. I don't. I, I really don't know. I get the feeling of hey, we just want to do something. Okay, but you got to do something that has an impact and actually works. You know, <laughs> they'd be <laughs> better off. Those work. fans in San Diego would be better off laying on the highway to block the moving trucks no. than signing a petition. No, don't don't tell them that, Andy. No, That's, no, I'm just saying. Don't want them to do that. Okay, I, I would like to, with your permission, I would like to kind of put a little bow on this top 10 quarterback list because there's some things on that list that I think you and I could go back and forth with. All right, Is sure, that, yeah. Okay, I, I want to read the top 10 if I can because I yeah. think people would like to. Number 10 is, I'm going to go 10 down. Prescott Cowboys, Deshaun Watson, Russell I, I Wilson. I think it's confusing. Okay, but, one, go 1 to 10? Yeah, yeah. Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Number 1. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen, Tom yep. Brady, yeah. Joe Burrow, Matthew Stafford, Justin Herbert, seventh, Russell Wilson. Right, Herbert Just- seventh. Yep. Number Russell seven. Wilson, Russell Wilson eight, Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson nine, and Dak Prescott at Number 10. ten. Got and it. Lamar, Lamar Jackson obviously on the window with his Honorable nose pressed mention. against him. Yeah, That's right. Number 11. Yeah. All right. Okay, your thoughts on this, if you have any thoughts at all, and I'll chime oh, in. Oh, gosh, I have, I have thoughts for the next nine hours, Andy. Well, I mean, me? a major one, a major thought. Well, I just think it's freaking crazy that Tom Brady is still doubted. After all this time, and after the season he's just coming off of, he's fourth. And I get it. The guys ahead of him are tremendous quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen of the Bills. Those guys are they're great quarterbacks. But Tom Brady is better, and he's proved it. And I don't know what it is. There's still this reluctance to give Brady his roses. Like, why? Why would that be? I know he's about to be 45 years old, but he's still at the top of his game. And I still go back to, if you are picking quarterbacks for this 2022 season, not the next five years, we're just talking 2022, how can you sell me on taking any of these other quarterbacks before you take Tom Brady. What's the argument as to, oh, I'm going to take Josh Allen, who has been good in the playoffs. Did you realize Josh Allen has thrown 14 touchdown passes and one interception in his six playoff games? That's that's pretty good. 
That's really good. That's outstanding. But would you trust Josh Allen more as the quarterback of the Bills than Tom Brady? No. Like, I'm taking Tom Brady all day before anybody else. Well, and I will say this. Let's go down the list. Go Aaron Rodgers loses his top receiver. That's going to be hurting yeah. the Green Bay Packers. Patrick Mahomes loses Tyreek Hill. That's going to hurt. All right? Absolutely. So you got Josh Allen. I, I think the jury is still out. And Josh Allen basically. Nah. Went for, well, but I think St- St- Stephon Diggs really, really energized Josh Allen last year. Hey, and you know, so did uh, – listen, uh, it works both ways. Josh Allen energized Stephon Diggs. No doubt. Right? Yeah, right. The last two and, years, Josh Allen has been tremendous. Right. So so with those three question marks, well, maybe two and a half because Josh Allen's okay. Josh Allen could be in the running for MVP this year. So th- those two question marks and Josh Allen – to have Tom Brady rolling up after that, it's a joke. It really it is. is. It's crazy. It is. And I realize yeah. Gronk isn't there right now. Do you think Gronk plays any games? I think he comes back. I think he'll come I back do for, too. The, for the stretch I, I, run. Yeah, I don't think after that he's Thanksgiving. done. I don't think he's done for good. We'll see how right. that plays out. But right. uh, Yeah, those are when you look at Rodgers and Mahomes, especially with those receivers, and look, it works both ways with those guys too. Devontae Adams helped Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers right. helped Devontae Adams. Same thing with Mahomes and Tyreek. They both helped each other. But Rodgers losing Devontae and Patrick Mahomes losing Tyreek, that's a big deal, man. I agree. That's a huge deal for those guys. And I don't expect them to put up like average numbers, but I don't think they're going to put up numbers as special as they typically do. I'm with you on that. I tell you what, I look at uh, Matthew Stafford at six and Joe Burrow five, and I tell you what, I I love Joe Burrow, I really do. But yeah. Matthew Stafford, I mean, he he had what completed almost seventy percent of his passes. He passed for almost three hundred plus yards during the postseason run. I just. I, I don't know. As a matter of fact, I would take – I did this with you several weeks ago. I think I would take Justin Herbert over Joe Burrow. I really do. Mm. I just uh, – these are questions. But these, these lists are great in the sense that they're not great. Because right. There's no definitive answer. There isn't. I think, yeah. but, but that's what makes it interesting to debate it. And you know what's funny, Andy, is sometimes we look at the supporting cast of these guys, and it's always interesting how that goes where – if they this quarterback doesn't have a great supporting cast, well, some people take that into account. Others yeah. don't. Stafford, right. look at his supporting cast for years and years. A lot of times that wasn't taken into account, and I right. think it should have been. But if you look at Joe Burrow, I mean, sometimes these quarterbacks have great supporting casts. Dak Prescott has had a lot of talent to throw to. Joe Burrow has a lot of talent to throw to. So that's tricky also if you look at, hey, Joe Burrow has Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, you know, Tyler Boyd, those are three really good receivers to throw to. And you look at, say, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson doesn't have close to that in terms of wide receivers to throw to. So that's always tricky as well to try to compare the supporting casts as you're comparing the individual quarterbacks. It's a tricky thing. It's an excellent point. The supporting cast, I think, goes into a a situation in a list like this, but I think also – what the quarterback personally has done or won, and with the MVP trophy with Aaron Rodgers, I think that put him number one. I mean, say, is it right or wrong? I don't know. I tell you what, you can make an argument for Kyla Murray jump, jumping ahead in that, in that list as well. But again, what has he won? Because when he went right. down, Arizona went down. I mean, the same thing with Lamar. You know, when he got hurt, the Ravens went down. I mean, here's a guy who's won a league MVP, and we mentioned this early on. I think his playoff lack of success has really hurt Lamar Jackson. Right. Well, hey, look at it this way. Uh, same draft class. Josh Allen of the Bills, he hasn't won an MVP. 
Are you yeah. taking Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson for 2022? Josh Allen. It's all day. Like, not even close. Right. So, the MVP, he he was special that season. Cam Newton won one MVP, and most of his seasons were pretty average. Uh, Matt Matt Ryan won a league MVP, and I thought that he had more years beyond just that MVP, but, you know, he had one sensational season. It doesn't mean, for Lamar Jackson, that one season in 2019, he was outstanding. But that doesn't mean that he's been that guy last year. It was the opposite. Last year, his passer rating's right around Big Ben. You're talking You're like right. .4 right. of a difference. Lamar had 16 touchdowns and 13 picks. Tua Tungavailoa had the same number of touchdown passes and three fewer interceptions. And we bang on Tua all day long. That's right. all I hear is negativity for Tua. Because Lamar was wins, worse throwing the football win. last that's, season. That's the thing. He's got a great one-loss record. That's the key. And I think they look at that. But why I would stay away from Lamar, and I love watching him play because he's a highlight reel. That's why people love him, because he's exciting. But he's also one hit away from, like, forget it. He'll never play again because right. his whole game is on the ground. Yeah, I just think it hurts him on this list because he's coming off of a dud season. It was a bad season for him last year. There's no other way to spin it. And, uh, you know, when you're down there in the, the Big Ben passer rating area, that's just not good enough. We know he's special with his legs. Nobody doubts that. But uh, I, I think for Lamar to really take the next step and get the props he deserves, the reason he got so many props in that 2019 season, it wasn't because of his running totals. It's because he threw 36 touchdown passes and six picks. Like you got to be able, to, you got to be proficient throwing the ball. 16 and 13 touchdowns to interceptions. Not going to cut it in this day You're and exactly age, man. Right. He's Brian No. Get him on Twitter at the No Show at Andy Furman FSL. We'll read him. Or better yet, eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox eight seven seven nine nine six sixty three sixty nine. With Brian No and those picks at the end of this hour. By the way, this guy is asking for the world. That's coming right up. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Haven't we been down this road before? We'll get to that in just a minute. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. About 22 minutes past the hour on Fox Sports Sunday. And uh, being, you know, who's back in the news, he's always in the news. But this is good news because it's not contractual. It's not whining. It's not crying. It's not injury. It's Tom Brady. Tom Brady back in the news. Why? Well, you know he retired once, and that retirement lasted 40 days. He's going to be 45 years old, as you mentioned, when the NFL season starts. His goal years ago, was to play until he's 45. So could this be the end? I don't know. He had an interview just the other day, believe it or not, in all places, Variety. Variety newspaper. He said he might retire if he won the Super Bowl. What a great way to go out. But he says he might continue. You know why? He becomes a free agent in March of 2023. Can you imagine that, having his pick of another team? Mm. 
Yeah, well, hey, man, I don't know how long this guy's going to keep playing. I expect him to still play at a high level this coming season, and there's some speculation where, hey, would he maybe go to another team for his final season? I I have no idea. I don't know if this is going to be it for him or he's going to play two more years. We'll see how it unfolds, but what I do know is I expect him to be at the top of his game again. And think about that, how much things have changed, Andy. We thought not too long ago, Hey, man, once he reaches 40, he might just disintegrate. You know what I mean? And now it's the exact opposite where you ask anybody, for the most part, and it's like, do you expect Tom Brady to be really good this year in his age 45 season? It's like, yeah, it'd be shocking if he wasn't. That's how much things have changed from what we thought about five years ago till now. It's completely different. You're exactly right. And more than that, when they talk about Tom Brady, the only time they mention his age is when the retirement crops up, like on that story in Variety. Other than that, they talk about his skill set, his skill level, playing at the top of his game a year ago, and no one mentioned, oh, by the way, he's 45. And no one uses that as an excuse because you can't, because he's playing great football. He really is. Yeah. Well, he's changed a lot of uh, the thinking, not just for him, but... I think you're applying, I hear this quite a bit because Tom Brady has played so well, it's as if um, the expectations are higher for other quarterbacks to play longer as well. And I I don't know that it's going to be commonplace. You're going to see players play at a high level well into their 40s. You know, I, I, There's no reason to. The money is so good so soon. You, you play for that second contract and basically that's it. Unless you have that motivational well, drive that he has. Well, it's not just the motivation. It's just it's the skill level. It's all of it. It's the injury luck. All of that stuff. Where if you look at Aaron Rodgers, I don't think Aaron Rodgers comes close to playing until he's 45. I, I wouldn't no. be shocked. I've said this before, Andy. I wouldn't be floored if this is the final season for both of those guys. Or I wouldn't be surprised if they walk away at the same time. Or maybe they both play for two more years. And that's it. But I think Aaron Rodgers has so many more interests outside of football. I don't see him being the lifer that Brady is. Um, and look, Aaron Rodgers is approaching 40. It's not like he's 25 right now. He's been involved for a long, long time. I just don't think that he's going to stay on the grind as long as Tom Brady has. Well, they both have interests. I mean, Aaron Rodgers owns part of the Milwaukee Bucks. Aaron Rodgers could be the host of, of, of Jeopardy. And also Tom Brady has Fox Sports in the wings. He's waiting. He's going to be yeah. part of our team. But you can. what I'm saying with Brady is he's just a football lifer. Aaron Rodgers, he's interested in so many other things. Like uh, our guy Chris, our technical producer, I always forget that paper <laughs> he, he reads, like the South – China Morning Post, I think is what it is. I would, I think that Aaron Rodgers might read that thing too. You know, I got it right. I got it right. Yeah. <laughs> but he's just that guy. He's just interested in a lot of stuff, and his new tattoo. It's, it couldn't be more Rodgers. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's all these random things mixed together. I, the the point is, I don't think that Aaron Rodgers stays involved as an NFL quarterback for much longer. I think it's a couple more years. And he's going to move on. That's my my gut feeling. You know, it's funny. You look at those guys. They're both tremendous quarterbacks. They're both future Hall of Famers, no doubt. But one is like an extrovert and one's sort of an introvert. When you think about it, it's going to be very interesting to see Tom Brady somewhat criticizing fellow players when he gets into the booth because Tom Brady really is not one of those 
outgoing guys. He'll give you an interview if you ask him, but he's not the guy that creates news where Aaron Rodgers, I think, does. Even when Aaron Rodgers is on the golf course, he's creating news. That's basically Aaron Rodgers. I think he loves the publicity. He loves the limelight. Yeah, well, hey, man, look at some of these aging quarterbacks. I'm just curious how long they play. You know, are they playing till they're age 40? Are they playing till 42? Like, it's just this thought process of like, hey, Aaron Rodgers got five more years left. Or it's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how commonplace it's going to be to see players playing into their 40s. You'll hear Russell Wilson talk about how much longer he wants to play. And we'll see. We'll see in these uh, the next five to ten years how commonplace it is for quarterbacks to still be involved in the game for as long as Brady or as close to as long as Brady. Well, here are the factors why I don't think they would play as long as Brady. Number one, the money is tremendous, and they don't need to play that much longer to make a lot of money, number one. Number two, the injury factor. What do I mean by that? There's always been an injury factor in football, but they got 17 games looking maybe on the horizon of 18. The more games you play, obviously, the more opportunity to get injured. So the injury factor plus the big-time money that comes with you early on, at least in that second contract that you get, uh, it doesn't really pay to, to stay on and play as long as you want to play, unless you have that football, the football Jones, if you will, mm-hmm. that Tom Brady has. Yeah, man. I mean, hey, we'll find out. We'll find yeah. out uh, in the years to come. But, um, you know, it, I, all I say is this. Tom Brady has changed the expectations for a lot of guys that are not Tom Brady. <laughs> and I'm curious to see how that plays out over the span of the next five, ten years. There we go. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. This is Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, who knew it was a dry league that's coming right up? But first, the K-Fig with the latest. All right, and at the Open Championship, the final round is underway. Victor Hovland and Roy McIlroy are tied atop the leaderboard. They will tee off in about an hour or so. The next closest contenders are Cameron Smith and Cameron Young, who are four strokes back. They will get started in about an hour as well. As will world number one, Scotty Scheffler, who's five strokes back, and Dustin Johnson as well. He is six shots off the lead. Saturday night in baseball, the Dodgers picked up their 60th victory of the season. They beat the Angels 7-1 behind two home runs from Trey Turner. The Mets swept a doubleheader against the Cubs. Aaron Judge hit two home runs, leading the Yankees over Boston 14-1. Atlanta defeated Washington 6-3. The Nats have lost nine games in a row. Seattle has won 13 straight after beating Texas in 10 innings. Toronto walked off Kansas City. Paul Goldschmidt went deep for the Cardinals. They hammered the Reds 11-3. Justin Verlander struck out 10 and picked up win number 12 as Houston shut out Oakland 5-0. Wins for the Padres, Phillies, Guardians, and the Colorado Rockies. Guys, back to you. Thank you, Kev. Great job today. We'll see you soon, I hope. You got it. All right. Uh, Brian No, Andy Furman, Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio, rolling along. Got Brian No and those picks in about 10 minutes. And a uh, question when I hear K Fig talking about baseball Are you planning to watch the All Star game? Just a quickie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. Because I read You know what's funny, Andy? I'll yeah. say it was real fast. I was a kid. I don't know how old I was, but I was very young. And we were going somewhere uh, to grab some food. And I, I didn't want to go. I wanted to watch the All-Star game. And it, it was like, we rarely went out, but I, I wanted to watch the All-Star game. And uh, we went out, and I'll never forget, I was floored that people were out of their homes. I was floored. I was like, I thought everybody would be at home watching the All-Star game. I, I couldn't believe anybody was out in the world 
at that time. But that's how big of a deal it was way back when. It's a different deal now. We all get that. But I'll never forget that uh, that <laughs> that feeling, that realization of like, oh, wow, life still goes on and nothing just shuts down completely because there's a sporting event going on. You know, I read something this morning in the New York Post. It said the All-Star Game once regularly produced a 22 or higher TV rating. Now, a five rating is the norm. Once, 16 to 20 million households annually watched, but now about 6 million is the new normal. You know, I, I, there's 10 million reasons why, right. and people are more excited entering the football season right around the corner. But I think one of the bigger reasons, perhaps, is the fact that you would see players facing one another for the only time save the World Series right. from the All-Star game. And yeah. now it's commonplace. I think that's a big deal. It is. It's a huge deal. And, of course, we know there are a million channels now. You have so many different options. It's just a different deal way back when. But, yeah, that part of it, there was no interleague play. And there was something about seeing AL versus NL and the no pride doubt. factor. There was so much pride. It's like pregame speeches. and It's what we play for over here. Like, it's a football game ready to run through a wall or something. I miss some of that. I miss a lot of that. But I do like how it's just fun. It's an exhibition, you know? And I'll never forget, what was it, Barry Bonds picking up Tory Hunter and them just having fun. And I missed a lot of that stuff when the game meant something with World Series, with the home field for the World Series on the line. I thought that was just stupid, man. I thought it was goofy. I'm glad they're back to the fun of it. I think that's, in this day and age, I think they're better off embracing the fun instead of, trying to recreate the magic of the past because it's just not there anymore with interleague play. It's a different deal now. You're exactly right. I was a kid. I couldn't wait to see, like, uh, Whitey Ford pitching against Hank Aaron. I mean, that that was great. I mean, there's the, the one-on-ones with the one league against the other. And Pete Rose once told me a story at the time when they had those games in the 60s. If you remember, in the early 60s, they used to have two All-Star games a year. Yeah. Uh, that's when they had two different presidents. They had The American League had a president, the National League had a president, and then there was a commissioner of baseball, and then that was absorbed later on as to one commissioner. He said the National League commissioner, the National League president, would walk into the locker room prior to the game and tell those players, hey, beat their behinds off. I mean, Pete said it was a big deal. The guy would come in there before the game, and it was a big deal for the National League to beat the American League in the All-Star sure. game. I just like envisioning him saying exactly that, you know, yeah, like right, that's the pregame right. speech. But yeah. there is a, a stat, I believe it's Hank Aaron, where I think he's been in more All-Star games than years that he played in MLB. So, And it comes back to what you were talking about. There were two All-Star games way back when. So, yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy how much things change and evolve over the years. Uh, some of it evolves for the good, some of it for the bad. I do miss. Right. I, I think that... Look, how cool would it be if, you know, it was just a blast from the past and this game just meant a ton. <laughs> like, that would be fun. Yes. But it's just, it's a different deal now, man. Just is. As a matter of fact, in, in, the, today I would have to say that the home run contest might be even bigger than the All-Star game itself. Well, I'm looking forward to that too. I'll check that out on Monday. And I'm curious to see what Pujols does where it's funny because Corey Seager, he just recently had a, a five-game home run streak. He had a home run in five straight games. Yeah, Pujols has six home runs on the, on the entire season. So I'm curious to see what he does. 
I'm just hoping he, he does well. I hope this isn't embarrassing where he has like two homers. I think he'll, he'll do pretty well. But uh, I'm interested for that too. I also think that's a good thing too, Andy, is you hear all this talk about, oh, it ruins your swing. If that were true, why would Pete Alonso be in it for a third straight year trying to three-peat? You know what I mean? Like, Wouldn't it be like pulling teeth to get anybody to do the home run derby if I would it truly did wreck your swing? Yeah. The people that say that, and I hate to say this term, never played the game. Really. I've <laughs> never heard a manager say, I don't want my player participating in that because it's going to hurt his swing. Have you ever heard a manager say that? I never have. I think that the people no. who say that are baseball writers, and really, they never played the game. And, and, and it's, it's, it's such a bad thing to say because, you know, people tell me, well, how can you talk sports? You never played the game. You know what? I'll answer that question with this. How could you talk politics and general talk on radio when you well, never ran for office? I mean, come on, really? Well, you're, in, you're on a, a soapbox here now, Andy Furman. You know, yeah, you're at the a pulpit of Furman at this point. Yeah, you I'm know? sorry. I'll, but I'll uh, here's the thing, though. Um, I, I look. I, there have been guys like Bobby Abreu, or you know, like they p- compete in the home run derby, and then their home run totals just plummet. And there have been some peculiar things that have happened, but I just don't buy this. Where what it just saps all your strength, like all your mojo is just gone <laughs> from just competing, <laughs> and that doesn't make any sense to me. So I don't look at it like that. It seems obvious based on the field. They've got great home run talent. They don't feel that way. Otherwise, right. they wouldn't compete in this thing if they thought it ruined their swing. I also think it's cool to see Julio Rodriguez from the Seattle Mariners. He's having a tremendous season. He's an all-star. So is the team. So are the and he, doesn't, he doesn't get a ton of pub. Look, look at the Mariners on this great winning streak. 13. Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe part of no Well, they haven't been to the playoffs in 10 years, I don't think, the Mariners, right? Yeah, but Something I also like I like to see Julio Rodriguez get a little bit more shine. I don't know how many yeah. people are going out of their ways to watch the Mariners play regular season games, you know. So it's cool for him to be in the Derby and to get a little bit of pub because the guy deserves it, man. So it's right. cool for that reason too. And what about your guy Paul Goldschmidt in St. Louis? I mean, you got to be going nuts with the cards are like a game and a half out right now. He's playing great, man. I love Goldie. But seventy RBIs and his three hundredth home run yesterday, I believe it was. Yeah, yeah, wow. and he's the front runner for NL MVP. He should. And uh, yeah, it's. I, I loved him when he was in Arizona. I thought he was a great player over there. So when the Cardinals made that trade, oh, I'm, I'm loving life with Goldie over there. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. I had arguments years ago about Goldschmidt versus Joey Votto. Who would you take now? And I said Goldschmidt back then. And Votto yeah. was great. I mean, look, I'm going to ask you this one question. We'll leave it at that because all I hear in the Cincinnati market is that Joey Votto is going to be a Hall of Famer, and I don't see it. I really don't especially at that position, which is a blog, backlog position anyway. I don't see it. And after this year, his lifetime average is dipping under 300. You know, longevity means a lot yeah. in sports. It, it really does. does it, he, he's had a really good career. It'll probably fall a bit short. I thought it was interesting because I heard part of his interview with Dan Patrick recently, and Dan asked him if he thought he was a Hall of Famer. And he had a really honest answer. He was like, well, if you're asking me that question, maybe not. <laughs> right? Like... Yeah. You know, I don't think you go up to Michael Jordan like, do you think you're a Hall of Famer? You know, he's like, if you're asking that question, then I don't know if I've done enough to get in. I thought that was a really honest, refreshing answer. Um, so it'll probably be just a bit short. But, I mean, how about this little stat for you? Pujols getting into the home run derby. He's got 14 30 home run seasons. <laughs> Everybody else, the seven other contestants in the derby, they have nine of those seasons combined. And longevity obviously means a lot. Some of these guys are very young in the field, but yeah, 
30 home run seasons. Pools has 14. Everybody else combined has nine. That's I'll leave crazy. you with this. We could be very critical of baseball, and at times we have been, but I think they do they do really good. It's a good justice move when they put these guys as honorary members of of the All Star team. I love when they do that. I do not, too. Not like, up, you're not taking up a space. They're just right. honorary members. Yeah. It's cool for Miguel Cabrera and Albert Pujols. That's what baseball is, man. They've always celebrated the nostalgia, the history. It makes sense, like you said. They're not taking roster spots for those guys to be honored. Get their just due. It's a cool thing. And I also right. say, Andy, you wouldn't have this if home field was still on the line. I mean, it means something. You can't have these honorary right. gestures. and That's one of the other perks of it not mattering in terms of home field. Yeah, and, and last but not least, on the other side of the coin, I would say that you don't have to have a representative from every team. On oh, the I All-Star. totally agree. I totally. Mean, that's a joke. I, I, I don't know that. why. Yeah. It's orange yeah. slices for everybody. It's, it's ridiculous. I hate yes. that. It's the participation trophy in Little League. It is. Earn your way in, man. If you're truly an all-star, great. But no, just because you happen to play for a dog team and they have to take someone, I hate that, man. I don't like that at all. Yes, we agree. I love you. Yes. (laughs) Brian, let's leave it at that. Brian No, Andy Furman, Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, look before you flush. That's next. Nose picks coming right up. It's about 12 minutes now before the top of the hour. This is... Fox Sports Sunday. He is Brian Noam, Andy Furman. By the way, at the top of the hour, which is 9 o'clock on the East Coast, you have the wonderful duo of Bucky Brooks and Mike Harmon. 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Get him on the iHeart app. Get him on Sirius XM 83. And, of course, on many of these same Fox Sports Radio affiliates. But right now it's time for my guy. And, by the way, people are worried about the relationship I have with Brian No, I love him to death. We agree to disagree. We talk sports. But we walk away hand in hand at times after the show. So now it's time for Nose Picks. Are you ready for it? Here's the deal. Are you in desperate need of gambling insight? Do not fear, for Brian No is here. And now the time has come for Nose Picks. All right, Andy Furman, let's rip the Band-Aid off. One and two last week. It's back-to-back weeks, one and two. I had uh, Djokovic in the Wimbledon final. The total games I had under 41 and a half. Yikes. I thought Joker would make somewhat quick work. In the final there against Nick Kyrgios. Um, so under 41 and a half, 42 total games, Andy. 42, barely missed out. So one and two on the week. We try to redeem ourselves over here. I'm going to go to the Open Championship. <laughs> I'm going to take Dustin Johnson to be in the top five. He's at plus 190. So you're almost getting two to one on your money here. And think about this, Andy. He's only one shot back of two golfers. He's only two shots back of two other golfers. So there are four golfers that he's right there in the mix with. I think he cracks the top five. I'm going to take Dustin Johnson. You like that? That's tough. (laughs) You like it. That's what's important. You like it. Okay. All right. I like it. At plus 190, I got to take that. I'm going to look to the Yankees over here. Let's go to the Bronx Bombers. Chris Sale is on the mound. Last time we saw him, he was destroying a clubhouse in AAA. You know what I mean? Now he's going up against the Yankees. The Yankees' team run total is four and a half. I say take the over, man. I think the Yanks score at least five runs today. I'm with you, yes. You with me on that? Yes. I'm going to ride this. It's Chris Sale against Garrett Cole. So I'm going to take the Yanks on the run line. They have to win by 
two runs at least. Have to win by at least two runs. But it's even money. It's plus 100. So I, I like that, man. In the Looks pitching good. matchup, I'm yeah. going to take the Yanks at home to All win day. by at least two. You with me? Yes. I'm with you. All okay, right. this might be a tremendous week for me. We'll find out. I hope but so. But it's time to go your own way, Andy. What do you have for us, buddy? Here I go. Guess the a Florida man said he learned to lift his toilet lid with apprehension after finding iguanas inside the commode <laughs> three times in a year. It's unbelievable. Bruce Blyer of Hollywood, Florida said when he lifted his toilet lid, he found an iguana inside the bowl. He says, quote, every time I walk into the restroom, I open the lid with apprehension. It's unbelievable. This is twice in the last week. It's happening more and more. He said multiple attempts have now been made to keep the lizards from returning. But he said he's being extra cautious in the meantime. Quote, after the first time, I said I would never sit down without looking. After the second time, I said the same thing. I'm not sure if I'll ever sit down again. We yeah. never know when they're going to appear. Be careful what you wish for. Take a peek before you go to the toilet. I just think it's funny, man, like where people want to live. Some people wouldn't live in California because they're afraid of earthquakes or the Midwest because right. of tornadoes. But, man, the iguana in the toilet over there, you know, there's some people that would not, not sign up look. for that right there. Not a good All right, look. so first story, Andy, I've got two for you. First story is a little bit different. Because most of our stories are quirky. This one is a really sweet story. So Katie Wood, she has four children, and they normally go on vacation for the summer in Connecticut. They've been doing Uh this for over a decade. And so this is a Boston-based mom, and she said that she's seen the same woman walk up and down the beach every year. It's this sweet woman named Donna, and unfortunately she has Alzheimer's disease. So they've met before, and... Donna doesn't remember any of this. But anyway, Donna went up to Katie and asked her if she would walk into the water with her. She would help her. And uh-huh. so the Katie initially said her first reaction was, I don't want to get wet. It's going to be cold. And she said she ignored that. And she's like, I'm going to help this lady get in the water. And so she asked the lady for her best mom advice. And the lady said to simply create memories. And I thought that was just an awesome story. Yes. yes. And everybody can relate to that, whether you're a mom yes. or not. Now, that was yes. really cool. Beautiful. Now, I'll give you the, the quirky story here, Andy. <laughs> a Minnesota zoo employee is currently in the hospital. Okay? It's a classic case of getting bit in the head by a camel. Camel <laughs> bites him on the head and drags him for 15 feet. So it's a 32-year-old man. He was walking the camel through an alleyway, preparing to transport the animal to another facility. That's when this dirtbag camel made his move. I should Bit the guy on the head, dragged him. There was another employee. He used a plastic walking board to pry open the camel's mouth to get the other guy's head out of it. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's when the camel, he's not done yet. He's like, I'm going to bite this other guy. He bites the other guy. And the other guy prides himself loose. He's okay. So guy one was airlifted to St. Cloud Hospital. He's okay. Non-threatening injuries. Guy two didn't take medical attention. All is good with the camel. There you go. Oh, my goodness. I shouldn't laugh, but it's funny. By the way, our time is up. We're going to thank you for yours. Thank you so very much. Stay safe. Keep it here on Fox Sports Radio. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.